build a voodoo doll of me at home and stab it because I, I deserve that. <laughs> This is Domestic Edition, the ongoing affront to news discussion, uh, hosted by R. Casey Davis, um, however we're gonna say that. That's or, you. That is me. I'm just gonna call um, you R. Dot. R. Dot. R. Dot. Or ha hashtag R on Twitter. Um, R. And, uh, <laughs> it fits, because you're our resident Republican, too, so. Oh, yeah, that, it's, I, I, it's I, on I brand. like that R, um... Uh, with me as always is Theron Parham. Hello. Uh, producer, uh, Anonymous Mike, uh, Anonymous No More. But it's still fun to call me Anonymous. Yeah. Uh, Anonymike. Anonymike. How do you feel about the news this week, uh, Theron? Fine. Uh, you know, there's like two big stories, two minor stories. I was thinking about the car over here. Mm -hmm. Um, the first one is... The probably biggest one is the shutdown, which oh, by the yeah, way, guys, we haven't done, we haven't had a shutdown episode yet. So I just gotta say, shut down. <laughs> <laughs> Lock up your women. It's max it's, out your credit cards because there ain't no tomorrow, guys. It's yeah. all over now. Uh, it's, uh, but um, uh, uh, game over, man. Trump won't sign a a spending bill unless uh, there's a bunch like six billion of wall money in it, and it's nobody just wants not to give happen. It, yeah. it didn't happen with Republican Congress, and it's definitely <laughs> not happening with uh, Democrat House. Democrat no. House. So. <laughs> So we're in, I, I don't know, it's been a few weeks. I um, mean, that's one of the things I'm going to D.C. in two weeks. I'm like, half the shit ain't going to be open. Oh, and there's just oh, going to be trash yeah. everywhere. Like the Smithsonian nah. stuff. No, you go around taking pictures of just like trash around the Jefferson Monument. It's going to be great. My, uh, I was actually on my way here to do the podcast. <laughs> I was on the phone with my buddy who is an FBI agent. And he's like, it'll be great when I get paid again. Cause I didn't realize that. Like, one lump sum. Right. Like, but for now, like mm. he's he's just really glad that his wife has a job because like, right. it, and especially in like the district and some some cities, like there were a lot of people where like both the man and the woman or whatever work for the government and like I don't know what you do. Right. Uh, for most of the time, this happens. It's, it's like for, for me to know. <laughs> it's like for a few days or a week or whatever. Right. But this is going on a month or so. Rent has come and passed. Yes. So I'm like, I what do you tell your landlord? Sorry, Donald Trump doesn't want me to get <laughs> the paid. Is shut down. I mean, I'll actually, pay rent when we get a wall. I, I feel like a lot of landlords would be understanding about that. Yeah. But maybe some of them. Well, but if you're a landlord in Washington D.C., you're kind of up shit creek because half yeah. your tenants work for that the federal government. That makes you think that, like in D.C., they have a plan for that. I <laughs> mean, you th you think after 2010, but um, my favorite part about this shutdown is just that, like Trump. Launched it, owning it. Like he, he, he's he like, said he was gonna do it. For this show this is my, and now they're like, no, no, it's not. It's ne no, it's it's totally on you, Hoss. Like the the picture. It doesn't matter whether or not it is. The it's picture so of, of the meeting that he walked out on was so perfect because you can see on Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham's face that like they know that they, <laughs> they know how this story ends. They're gonna they're gonna say what. Donnie wants him to say, but like they this, 
the administration's going to have to give. Eventually. Yeah, they're, they're not the going to get anything. It's going to happen. They're not going to. Uh, and he can be all how all the way he wants well, about it. Well, but. meanwhile, realistically, if you think of the uh, essential hooliganism to Trumpists, uh, they're all just like shut it down all year. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. His core base doesn't care, but his core base is still only a fraction of Republican voters, and that's no, why you're true. seeing even that's his congressional true. caucus is fracturing. I mean, it's it's this is a unforced error that it's it's going to cost. There him. there are two opposing perspectives on the shutdown, though, that I would like to set up against one another. Let's do it. Um, one is when well, I saw express not to pick on John Posey, who just got admin. Uh, God bless him. Um, he's a really good member. Oh, he's he a great member. He's, uh, you know, the, the master of smoke. Uh, but, uh, he, he, he made this point, and, it, and it's a point that's, that's absolutely true among wonks and hobbyists and such, of, uh, I hope that this makes it clear to the libertarian types, which you could just say liberty, uh, that, uh, you know, all the essential functions or whatever that, uh, government performs and, uh, and literally, like, I, I hear all these important things that they do that they're no longer doing and yada yada and, and, and I know that, like, some kid probably already died of botulism, uh, I don't know, but, um, like, I, I, I could not help but respond, my life has changed, zilch, like, uh, I mean... Well, the average person doesn't run into the federal government that often, which is, in its own way, a defense of the fact the government's not that intrusive. But, like, come, if this is somehow still going on in March uh, yeah, and people aren't getting their refund checks, that clashes. People are going to stop coming to work eventually. Oh, well, the, the government, I just meant like normal people yeah. like us we'll who notice. don't work for the federal government, like, when the IRS doesn't send out those refund checks, people going to get shitty. But I, that. For sure. Oh, did you and I also, that that I also, reversed? But they're, they are going to send them out now? Yeah, because it was nothing but an artificial bureaucratic barrier where they're just like, no, we're not going to do it. Well, and I mean, then their boss is just like, oh, you have to. They're like, oh, okay. I thought it was just like a White House source that said that. That like, don't worry about it. Oh, well, It'll nobody commented on, on the thing and yeah, said I this did. is bullshit. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay, but back. unless I missed another article. After and then that. it's possible. That I was like, the White House really did. When push, okay, well, let's think about it realistically. Uh, it, that they there's know. an official insinuation that they have the power to force it, and yeah. when push comes to shove, what do you think they'll do? That you have to. But again, goddamn you, Trump wants his tax return. Yeah, Jesus. exactly. <laughs> but again, like to Theron's point, after a month and a half of not getting paid, you're gonna have to like quit your job and get one that pays you because. Yeah. The landlord can only give you so Let's many hope bricks. That the federal Leviathan is bled of employees in this way. No! And that's that's when we will be gonna notice. Yeah, that well, the, yeah, we will notice and I mean well they already had a huge rally of like eight hundred thousand uh federal employees. They <laughs> We're like, glorious. Give we us, want off. Right. The, the please, fucking border, please. the border We're patrol is... better than most Americans, but we can't go a month and a half without getting any fucking cash. Because no one can. Well, like, I'm, I am a... They I live, live on the coast. Or I, I live in the D.C. That. area. I need... My a, rent is $3,000. I need a security job. Security guy job, right. and I'm a security guy at this government building. Uh, right. I always forget about that. Uh, they, they yeah, I mean, a lot of these people they are still like, got great dental. 
Postal. Yeah. They have good benefits. That's the benefit of being in a union, and the public unions are the only ones left. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Like, it's it's callous of me. It's just, like, no, I feel I the need it. to express callousness. Well, that's why we that's why we say, Shut down! Shut down! We need an air horn to bring in here. The second big story is Russia stuff. Mm. Turns out our oh. good old boy Manafort. Hashtag free Manafort. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Manafort. My boy <laughs> was giving uh, internal polling to Russians. To, directly to uh, oh. very influential Russians. And the way it was revealed was his lawyer his lawyer did redact it. <laughs> Beautiful. And, and as, I, as I said in the thread, uh, this, this is the term where incompetent lawyers saved America. Because every time, it's because somebody didn't dot an I or... Uh, or use their sharpie. <laughs> it's the dumb thing we've said again and again, but it's true. Trump... For all of his people and for his people's people, it's bottom of the barrel. Yeah, oh, these yeah. people oh, are no, just the worst good. at their jobs. That's yeah. why he got with Manafort to begin with. You right. always point that out. Yeah, I mean, it's he couldn't get anybody else. And yeah, like I just got an update. Prominent Ukrainians went to President Trump's inauguration with ideas about lifting sanctions on Russia. Special counsel is now investigating that too. So. I feel like we're missing. It's like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're widening the foreign influence thing to um, Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, if 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 I were Mueller, which I'm not, but if I were Mueller, that would be the secret, real goal of the whole fucking thing to root that shit out of my government. I mean, it's it's this is an important investigation, not just for like. I hate Donald Trump and he's a piece of shit. But just for like, yeah, it's, it's, Americans it's, do not like. Yeah. This is not the first time. I don't. I don't think it's ever been in the scope of 2016. But this can't be the first time this kind of bullshit's gone on. Oh, cool. I don't think. No, like corruption's always been there. And yeah. Stuff. Well, I mean, the thing about Trump is everything is again very accentuated. I mean, let's let's consider <laughs> the subtext is the text. Nixon walked into the chief of staff and uh, tried to ask for a coup and was like. They, they, like, said, hi, Mr. President, it's nice to see you. Uh, we'll talk to you later now. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, like, this shit goes Bye-bye. on. Right. And, and right now you've got uh, the president threatening to use uh, the army army funds to build walls, like, on their own, without, which would be cheaper than, like, all this appropriations. I mean, shit. yeah, the army and Corps of Engineers Except, for, except be... that army concrete probably costs more than fucking gold. Well, and also... Contractors are involved in every step uh, of the federal government. And not to mention, it would be government seizure private property oh, directly by at gunpoint yeah. like yeah. so you're talking yeah, they're about the Texans it. on the border you're talking about the Texas would secede it would be glorious oh, you should do it but um Greg Abbott just calling for yeah, that yes um we what? have no choice but that of liberty. The stakes are so much lower that I feel like we can have fun with it. My favorite story right oh, now yes. is the obsession over uh, our girl AOC and just, uh, 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 she can't fart without like thirty-seven thousand. Ocasio-Cortez, the 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 Ocasio supposed damned commie. Yeah. yeah, that's who he's referring to. Mm-hmm. I have some somewhat related to that, but go ahead and talk about AOC. I just, I just, it's the the conservative media circus around her is just. Like it's it's in many ways. It like is the equivalent a video of, the, of her like in college dancing. And yeah, and it's, it's fun. A, and it's fun. And right. It's, cute. it's fun. Well, no, here's the thing. This is what drives me nuts about that. One asshole tweeter posted that as and thought he was getting the better of her, 
and every single fucking, like, vaguely left-leaning rag has come out and said, The alt-right and the Trumpsters decided to try to take down AOC, which is her new abbreviation that you should know without us telling you. I will, I just have, like, four words to say to that, and that's, baby, it's cold outside. (laughs) (laughs) It goes both ways, man. Like, one person called into, one person called into a Colorado radio station. This sounds kind of rapey. And then it's like, liberals are the liberals are trying to I kill that's Christmas. That's like, the discussion about like not putting things in people's drinks. Right, like, I mean, again, the, the song when it originally came out. I, got you, I, got you. I agree with you, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just, uh, my favorite point, part of the entire AOC thing was Ben Shapiro yes. tweeting that, like, why does every liberal media, or media, conservatives are obsessed with AOC. <laughs> He tweeted about her 27 times over, like, three-day period. You are obsessed with her, Ben what Shapiro. What drives me nuts is that people, he knows what he's people talk about Ben Shapiro as if he's, like, more influential than, like, Sean Hannity. Right. He's right. just a lot more fun to make fun he's of for some reason. He's a little gnome. Because he looks like a gnome. He's such a goddamn twerk. He's like, he's we're a dork. Where's the work working? We're going to prove that there's no patriarchy. Like, he, yes, exactly. Me- the best memes are, like... I thought AOC believed in equality, but she won't even give, give me a date after oh! multiple. <laughs> As our resident guy who makes fun of Ben Shapiro in uh, in the Sheeple uh, Sears, whatever uh, it is. Oh no, you're uh, the, year trash, of the panda. trash panda. Is you're the trash name. panda now. That's cool. um, yeah, Great. I make fun of him and Charlie yeah. Kirk a lot. Uh, yeah, but like, I don't know. The whole wiki feet thing, that... Yeah. God, yeah. Uh, revealing the dark underbelly of the world. And that you wear this? And that was, feet. Okay, and that so... Was Daily Wire or whatever yeah, that was. What? So here's what happened, uh, Casey, just to catch you up on, on some shit. I think this was all in Rainbows, which would be why you didn't hear about it. Well, it's really I just I finally rejoined Rainbows. So... Finally admitting it. So, uh, some... Somebody... There's an activist slash cam girl... Who oh would take pictures of herself? And it's just like there's one where she took pictures of her feet in the tub. And if you look really, like if you zoom in at the faucet of the tub, you can see her tits. Somebody said that it was AOC. And again, this is one of those like one fringe dill hole conservative guy trying to get it. And they, but then there's this whole community of foot fetishists who apparently have a website with like pictures of the feet of famous women. And like oh, they're, they're like discussing like weird, like morphology of like different individual toes that these people know about and they were able to figure out no that's not AOC it's this other girl and it's just like oh my god just what is this fucking planet these guys are are aloof arbiters offering their opinion as technicians yes the the technocrats (laughs) of foot fetishism oh my god these guys are probably all podiatrists they're just Jesus they're people who need to go outside Oh, listen, if you're listening, go outside. If you're listening and you whack off to pictures of people's feet, that's that's your business. I'm not kink shaming you. I'm just really uh, I am. I'm just really shocked that there's a database of pictures of people's feet that is apparently useful in identifying that a young 29-year-old congresswoman did not take a nude in a tub of her feet, which also There's probably ass websites like that. Oh, I'm sure. Also there's like a 0% chance that 29-year-old AOC has not sent nudes to boyfriends. Guys. I mean, oh boy. that's what people do. I don't I, even want to, 
why are we even talking about it? I because she's 29 and, and, and it wasn't something well, that a 45 year old. She's, 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 she's famous and she is pretty. Vaguely, yeah, she, she's, she's pretty. Like, so that's going to catch on. But, I mean, I don't um, think anybody's going to see. I don't think it's a big deal that she sent nudes because it's something we do in the 21st no century. But this isn't even what it is. It's right. fake. It's not. It's supposed to be her nudes. If someone tried to expose it, and I don't think she has, I, I, I mean, that, there are still people who have not who have not put their junk on the internet. How much would would do you think uh, the Republican the RNC pay for? An AOC nude that was sent when she was in college. How much uh, do you think they would pay for that? I think that they're aware that that would not go over. Fifty thousand dollars, at least fifty. I think that they're aware that that would not go. Okay, not the RNC. Uh, some Republican consultant group that on the yeah. DL does that does works, op- opposition like, research for the RNC. Ben yeah, and well, they, I mean, there's these opposition research groups, and literally their whole job is to, yeah, to dig up nudes college. that you used to send, well, no, um, but, but catch uh, what's his wiener in his affairs. They're just yeah. like Pinkertons. Oh, the, 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 they they go to somebody and they offer it, and they, it doesn't just like instantly get released. Oh no no no! no. I mean, these guys are are and it, they're not, not like ideal hogs. You just you you like these operatives. It's not like the, these guys are like hardcore conservatives or really tied to the Republican Party. It's, it's just, just their job. They know Republicans and they do the opposition every, research for them. You don't every, do both parties because no one's going to hire you after you release dirt. Every Republican now has a consultant who informs them that slut shaming AOC as is not great. Yeah, will destroy you, especially when there's. Zero evidence that she's a slut at all. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Also, I call it's her AOC because I can't pronounce her name. About this for like twenty. Anyway, but that reminded me of like one I of the biggest things in the news. One of the biggest things in the news. We probably talked about this. She's about as definitely more than the Manafort yeah. thing. Almost as much as the shutdown thing. Uh, a freshman uh, member of the House, Rashida Tlaib. Motherfucker, we're impeaching called, a motherfucker. Called Trump a motherfucker in a bar. Yes, yes, she did. Now listen, he's got kids. He's fucked mothers. I'm just saying she was actually. This is, this is a huge fucking story. This is the sort of gossip that used to get in the rags, like back in old tiny times. Like you read about, like, like, and 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 this congressman got drunk in a bar and called this one a son of a bitch. Oh, I mean, we're heading and, back and, to and, the. And then they caned each other in the, but, in the like, fucking halls of Congress. But it's like, not even the tabloids. Unless you consider the national media to be tabloid. It's all tabloid. Everything's yeah, tabloid. Yeah, because, I mean, every, like, serious opinion tabloid. writer had to yeah. write a fucking thing about it. Either say, yeah. it doesn't matter, or, shame on her, we need decorum in the halls of Congress. The whole thing is ridiculous. This is, where the, this is where my obsession with media essentially comes from, is it's this ritual uh, exercise in which... Uh, we express what is and isn't okay, and and when it becomes disaligned, I I become very perturbed with like kind of where society is largely. I think it's actually quite aligned after twenty eighteen. I think twenty nineteen is an alignment of sorts. But what I'm getting at here is that uh, the uh, we what we saw was uh, somebody called the president a motherfucker. And we were all just kind of like, well, he kind of is. He's a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, with our lives. And uh, it's the same. Um, I, I only want to briefly touch on this, but uh, I'm, I'm still talking about this. Like, it's this, cult- it's this cultural fucking hookabooka dance where um, uh, it just happened in the last fucking week where all of a sudden we're done with fucking the war on terror. Yeah. Uh, like the chattering classes and thus the politicians who uh, get all their opinions from them right these days. 
Uh, like, that happened in one week's time. I, I watch this show every day. Uh, I read foreign affairs, I read foreign policy, and it all happened within the course of one goddamn week. Trump, and, Trump gave and everyone cover. Dance. And he gave everyone cover. And he, and he gave everyone cover for calling him a motherfucker. Like, and, 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 and that's how I bring it back and hand it back. I mean, my, my old thing, so, like, the problem with... A, the news media is heading back to where it was in the 1800s, where you're going to see... Which I love! Um... Various outlets basically becoming explicitly partisan because there's not enough money. Because the truth is partisan sometimes. Right. I agree, but also, yeah, it's just. There's no money in. There's no money in trying to. Guys, think about how much bullshit we swallowed during the consensus. The consensuses are not good. Well, and here's my other point: is like if you want good, the best journalism is going to be in monthly or even quarterly magazines yeah. because they do not they, they don't affairs is, is quarterly i think the he's, atlantic he's even you're he's not right. under the pressure to fill every yeah. day no matter how exactly. much news happens the new york times has to fill the new york times fox has yeah. to fill 24 yeah. hours with news uh, that's why you get bullshit every other month yeah and so they it's, can they can be selective only yeah. to the important stories and if there's not some news thing they can do what's called enterprise journalism where we're like What's going on with this thing that we haven't heard of for a long time? And catch yeah. you up on oh, God. Like, Elizabeth Warren's you know DNA. It's like Trump didn't like poop his pants on TV one day, so or in the New York Times one day. So New York Times like, oh, what should we do today? Let's bring back up the Warren DNA thing from right. two months do you, ago. Do you know <laughs> what happened uh, in all the foreign uh, policy discussion places the week before they decided to give up on the war on terror? They start. Do nuclear weapons matter? Like, that's the cover of Foreign Affairs. Like, and then these nuclear discussions were everywhere. And it's this episodic thing that doesn't matter because it either happens or it doesn't. And, I mean, uh, uh, it either doesn't happen or we're all dead. Yeah. And, and uh, no, like, the wonks can go yes. back and forth. It either yes. happens or it fucking doesn't. And, like, that's how bottom of the barrel they got the week before this 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 shift happened. And, and, uh, and I'm just saying, like, uh, it just reminded me this whole like, well, there's nothing going on. Let's talk about nuclear weapons. Yeah, like that. That's what happened uh, the week before this one. The, that's I, a really sharp looking magazine, man. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Ford Affairs uh, is, Ford is, the real deal. is always tight. Uh, and um, they're I basically they trade I hope they don't hear about this. I'm not paid about paid for this in two years. They keep sending it to me. Oh hell yeah! Hey, we'll, we'll bleep that out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Unless they're I don't listening. know how it keeps showing up. It's that's crazy. awesome. Maybe somebody's buying it for you for Christmas. I bought the first magazine I bought in a long time on the airplane because I when I get on an airplane I like to buy a magazine, and I bought Time magazine because it was like their Times readable. I like Newsweek like, more. And it was their I liked Newsweek. It was their more. most. Uh, Person of the Year or whatever. Oh, boy, yeah. Big yeah. one. So uh, who was the Person of the Year? It was like eight different people. It was like journalists who've been killed. Uh, <laughs> pick one fucking person. Yeah. It's Person of the Year, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not being disrespectful to those people. They were disrespectful to those people. You pick one of them to represent the others. It's not sure, sure. People of the Year. It's one fucking person of the goddamn year time. That's why no one reads your fucking magazine anymore. It doesn't make any fucking sense. They've done that shit forever. Uh, but Because uh, they put it year by year. And it was like, there's a bunch of years all the way back that are just like public. Well, Time also, I, I don't know, but Time also runs into the problem if they're a weekly magazine, which means, no, again, no, they run into the... You need a weekly. weekly but the, but you run into the... the they, they still place. have to fill the magazine even that, if there's not. And you're exactly place, right, man. too. And also, 
the journalism has existed and been researched for a few weeks yeah, right. and has germinated. Well, the week is, just, a, is every week and it's like tight as shit. The week is tight as shit, man. Is it? Oh, man. Like, yeah, that, 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 that's, that, that's the one to read. Ever. That's the weekly read. I'm, I'm a big monthly guy. I'm well, monthly is, monthly is the best read. My, but, my, uh, my, New York, my, my New York Magazine, my Atlantic... Um, you like what happened more than what's happening. Yes, I don't. The, the real, but the real cycle is is a week like that. It, it evaporates now and then, like it completely evaporated uh, during the during the early Trump period. But the, the the week is solid. It's it's a good amount of perspective. During the early Trump period, it was like two days. It was like you need a you need to go look at the news every. No, time. it evaporated like thirty six hours yeah, or less. This is a shell shocked ass country. Was, is what this is. It was is. a god. It was you know what it was. It was a fifteen minute news cycle. It really it's, was at its height. Yeah, it really was. I was marveling at it, talking about it with a uh, Nick Keeper, who uh, the, uh, you're, you're you're gonna get on the show one of these days. Shout out to Nick. He's a good guy. He's he's, yeah, one, he's a great member. member. Great member. But uh, I was talking to him. Uh, oh yes, yes. He's he's got a show on Thursday at the Mill. Yes, nice. I, I hope to go. Yeah, oh good, lovely. Uh, the Melody Inn in Indianapolis, uh, go on up there. The Founders. It's it's a great historic old punk rock bar. But uh, yeah, I was talking to him today about it. and uh, clean bathrooms. At the Melody Inn, sorry. At the Mel- I haven't been in a few years, but yeah. The bathrooms are surprising. No, they run, a, they run a nice Well, it's because it's not actually constantly stocked with a bunch of... Uh, uh, young people, you yeah, know, so much. It's a bunch of thirty-year-olds and old. Yeah, we're all old. I love when I go there. There's like a fifty-five-year-old at the metal show. I'm like, oh, you yeah. go, dude. Exactly. You go. Well, that's his. There's show. always fifty-five year best life. Yeah, that's his show. show. Yeah. There's always like a contingent of like a dozen of them. It's great. Um, what else is going on in the news? Uh, so like finally, I mean, Steve King is an actual racist. Oh, he's an actual yeah. white nationalist. He came he out today and was like, "What's so wrong with the term?" White supremacy. Oh, well. Why do we decide that that's a bad term? Wait, not even like white nationalism or white pride, like white white supremacy. He said, what's wrong with white nationalism? What's wrong with the term white supremacy? When did we stop, you know, celebrating our culture? And it's like, this is yeah, straight because white culture, Nazi no, no. shit, bro. Well, that's, that, and, and, and that is, that is, uh, the, the, there is no white culture. Exactly. White people are not a culture. If you look at white people in America... Um, there's, uh, there's, uh, look at, in Indiana, right here in Indiana, I've said this before, we've got, uh, Hoosiers, uh, who are, who are in the region from, uh, Polish, we've got Hoosiers, uh, the, the, the German, uh, uh, Hoosiers, ich mich. and then the, and then the, uh, Virginian by way of Kentucky, uh, Hoosiers, Hoosiers. Uh, uh, down this way, uh, down that way, uh, in, in the hills, and, uh, and that's just in our state, which seems homogenous, but it is not. No. No, 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 no. And, and, and you know who's always talking about fucking white supremacy? It's either slackjaw idiot rednecks or fucking kraut motherfuckers. Uh, uh, like, and, 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 and it's, it's the ones who don't see outside their own immediate bunch of white people. Right. I mean, it's also, uh. Uh, internet losers. It's also internet losers. <laughs> whiteness. Don't even know anybody. Whiteness played a role other than just the oppression of blacks and everybody else. It was also the the one way we were able to unify all these waves of white different types immigrants. of white people. Yeah, that... you you instead of there wasn't an American. American was whiteness. Yeah, if yeah Germans exactly. gave up being German. 
to be English white. Basically. I agree. Right. Yeah. And, and so... Well, and the thing, the thing is, though, this is some very openly racist shit for Steve King to say. Oh, no. Steve King... <laughs> Total racist shit. We all know what he said. He met with Nazis in Madrid. Yeah, he's he's a fucking dickhead, and I hope I hope he chokes on a. You know what? He's a fucking. You know what? Every opinion piece won't be about tomorrow. Steve King's bullshit. Well, because Nazis are a dime a dozen. Here's why: the mother power is a much bigger. The more attention you give them, the more power they have. Two things: Steve King's financial backers don't give a shit if he cares about. White no, because he, he and Steve King's right rural Iowan voters don't read the New York Times. To no, give they don't even know what that. They don't even know what white supremacy means. They didn't even hear this quote, probably. Yeah. No, they have no fucking idea. Though I will say, back to our months ago discussions of the middling blue wave and how we felt about it. The fact that some like out and out like socialist almost beat him. It was a legit blue wave. My my point was like everyone was like, oh well she couldn't even beat Steve King. I'm like, no, she's a fucking like out and out communist in Iowa and almost beat Steve King. Tells you that's the type of person that almost beats a fascist Mike of commie. That's why fascists are bad because they bring the communists. And that's look at (laughs) that's why they're bad. Look at it right now. It's it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, it is. The commies are coming gritty. out of the woodwork. Fucking gritty. No, it's, <laughs> I mean, gritty, um, yes. my Jacksonian impulses love revolutionary rhetoric. Uh, they, they, do, they really do eat the rich and all that. Burn down the New York Stock Exchange is what I said during <coughs> Wall Street. Mr. Mr. Incrementalist Technocrat, even though I have been somewhat hey. radicalized. He has been radicalized. Nerd. Listen, I will wear I will go as gritty for Halloween next year. Or this year, I guess, probably. So Oh, that's a great costume. Oh fuck yeah, yeah dude. Great. Yeah. Those eyes, the the, the fucking mm-hmm. wild ass crazy well, he's eyes. Like a Muppet. Yeah. He's like a big Muppet. I'm gonna he's get shit faced and terrified and chill. I'm just gonna run through the neighborhood. <laughs> Anybody at home is unaware that Gritty has become a socialist icon? I don't think any of our listeners know. I mean, I'm sure a bunch of uh, fucking boomers don't know what Gritty is or anything. Oh, that's a scary orange guy. Um, No, it was just one of the better stories of 2018. The fact that uh, the Phillies... (laughs) Philly Flyers. Philly Flyers mascot, which is horrifying, and a bad mascot. Was instantly... Instantly embraced by the internet. And everyone just loves him. Yeah, the far right, re- the, <laughs> yeah. the alt left has embraced Gritty as yeah, their their sure. revolutionary yeah. emblem. And the uh, and then the Chuds like uh, started like yelling at the fucking flyers and writing them shit and being like, "You're not acknowledging that anti-fascists are using your uh, mascot, blah blah." And uh, the flyers were just like, "Yeah, we don't care." Are there <laughs> any stories? They literally were like, "We don't care." Sorry, <laughs> sorry to rehash an old story, but like, are there actually any stories of anti-fascists hitting anyone who wasn't a white supremacist? I don't know. I mean, sometimes they yell rude things. Well, anti-fascists at are uh, black-clad anti-fascists are are alongside the yellow vests, like They're... smashing government buildings right now. But that's kind of their portfolio. Right. They are also internet. They are internet They're nerds. They're also internet nerds. And then they've got the fringe anarchist element, which just... Eh, we're not, we don't need to anyway, talk about anyway, the anyway. fringe. Any other big news? There's week? such things as irrelevance, Mike. Uh, oh, we I have know. multiple segments tonight, so... Yeah, like, I, I, like I don't else. know. We don't have to dwell on the news. Are we done with news? Because uh, we're, we're going to do a few more segments. We're going to do a, a, a film club segment. It's yes. Great. Film club is the secret best... Uh, uh, like, there's only 57 members, and it's the best group. Uh, what's that? Blade Day. 
Blade Day? Blade Day. Blade, Blade Day. Day. Blade yes, Day we did great. have Blade, Blade Day. Day. Really great. Um, and then, um, and then we're gonna close out with uh, what was the third? I wanted to do international No, we're not gonna do international. We're, we're, you were a fast food update news, on we'll DE. We'll do it now before we're doing news. What's that now? You you wanted to do a fast food update on DE. Eats. Yeah, we were. Well, yeah, I thought we'd do an eat segment. Chop it up. Yeah. Yeah, like we can do a whole fucking eat segment. Like I, no, I don't I'm doubt it whatsoever. Yeah. But, All right, um, gang. Well, when we come back, we're gonna do film, right? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do film club. When we get back, real quick, um, uh, on the way out, uh, uh, while we're doing news, yes, uh, I just, uh, I've been kind of taking it easy for a while, but I just uh, uh, stocked us. international full to the brim with great, great posts. You could scroll for hours, um, yeah, and you'd see thing after thing after, uh, just like, and it's Africa. Africa is where it's at. Africa, there's this huge political um, uh, revolution rolling across Africa. And we well, it's, talk it's, about it in an international show, me and Mike, and whoever else wants to join us. It's the um, Scramble for Africa 2.0 going on right yeah, now, man. I mean, there's the a African lot. Scramble I know. Scramble for Africa, and that's why it's so great. It's beautiful. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. And, um, and, and to, to witness it, uh, we've been witnessing so much history during our lives. Out in the world, thankfully, not here at home, oh, not yeah. here at home. Well, also here at home, but in different a, kind of history. In a democratic, in a democratic way, and that's what's great about America. But anyway, um, check out international. Uh, international is really great, and Hoosier is really great. I, 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 I put a good bit in there, and there's a lot of feel good stuff in there, and and we've really got the tone uh, uh, right in there. And uh, and also, I put up a great uh, picture of our own gritty level horrifying mascot Blue, uh, uh, standing Blue. alongside uh, um, our our speaker for life, uh, Daddy uh, uh, Brian Bosma. Oh God! Um, uh, and and. And and it, like you suddenly see like this cultural bosmismo thing of just like blue is like the official color of like the state party, even though they're Republicans. You know, it's Indiana, it's on the flag, and and like and and and, 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 and like Bosma is just this like quiet leader who's been there forever, and 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 it's just this like and here's this cultural figure of of Indiana like a fucking living mascot, children's like beaming into your eyes. Listen to the speaker. And, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's 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 as it's so absurdist and and heartwarming at the same time, and and terrifying even. Can but I? It's can a I great picture. Idea? What's that? Yeah. Can we refer to Brian Bosma as Bozzy Bear? <laughs> that one on the Bozzy Bear. I love Bozzy Bear. Bozzy Bear. Bozzy Bear. The Boss. Yes. Yeah. All right. uh, well, and uh, and by the way, uh, Hoosier of all the places to discuss the news is definitely the nicest place. And yes, in true very... Hoosier faction, we do have representatives of different stripe, and uh, we all get along. And a lot of people who aren't Hoosiers come in there to gawk at our uh, weird local politics. Well, it's the best local edition. Because so it's based. So people learn how it's done. Yeah. Although, jo- okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Josiah Shanks is a one-man, or maybe two-man. He's man. a machine. He's a machine for, what is that, uh, uh, Husker edition? Husker, yeah. A one-man, Josiah Shanks, that man, cannot be stopped. Husker he's follows the machine. Shit. He's Hard. a news hound. And, and give... It's uh, really great. He's an impressive individual. Mark and Monty credit for uh, North Star edition. Oh, they, always, they always it. fighting the good fight. Yeah, so they're, great. They're trying. They're trying no, no, over there. It's... it's <laughs> Um, just because Josiah Shanks came in and knocked it out of the park with Husker, made us look uh, bad. Uh, and made us look bad, um, because of that, they are now number three. But Lo- Lone Star is the number three, uh, uh, hands down. Yeah. Uh, local edition. Uh, Yankee edition recently got Alan Newman. 
he's uh, active he's a new in member. it yep. uh, because he moved out there and it's doing great. We uh, miss you, Alan. Uh, and 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 Joe Flood runs Pacific Edition like a mother, and I think uh, Candace might still be out there too. I, I've not checked in, but anyway, all, the, all, all the local editions are great. Tardif is in California. He doesn't want to do it. Though. No, no, no. <laughs> the, the California deserves its own edition, but fuck that. And uh, so, thank you for giving me a minute, Mike, to, to touch on all the locals. I've been doing a lot of maintenance. I got back into all the groups. I'm excited to be everybody's admin again. Um, and uh, uh, and uh, keep us keep just D as it's always been chugging uh, into 2019, and we'll see you guys for Film Club because that's a tentpole group, and it ought to have a segment on the show. Yeah, coming up, coming up here right up next. We'll and find it's relevant. out. We'll find out why Mike has the best taste in movies out of all of us. Uh- into domestic as we were doing it, and then I would circle back and hand it back and make sure it wasn't a tangent. And, uh, and, and maybe that'll be a fun format for that, but uh, we're going to move on and do um, Film Club now, be, uh, because it's it's the secret best group. It's a, it's a tent pole. Um, and it's not fact, divisive. I don't know. Um, I, uh, I could or say divisive. this at the end, but... Um, it's one of the many pop culture groups created by um, Austin. Um, uh, uh, why is his last name slipping my mind? That's embarrassing. Well, now it's slipping my mind, so we can both be embarrassed. I'm double embarrassed. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Austin yeah. Michael. Austin, Austin Michael, Michael damn yes, it. Yes. Oh, that's embarrassing. Theron, Theron was ashamed of it. You should have seen yeah, his the face. Look of the state the look he gave us. Yeah, but uh, anyhow. Austin, we're yeah, very yeah, sorry. I'm ashamed. No, Austin, you deserve better than this from us. Let's just edit it out. Let's, please, Mike, just edit All right, we'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll see I'm you. trying to do like a tribute to him right now. Yes, like, he's good. I fumble that badly. He's a good guy. But, no, he's more than a good guy. He um, He's literally responsible for half or more of DE. 
And he, he doesn't get the credit. He doesn't claim it. He doesn't ask for it. He um, he is our Lewis and Clark. He, well, he goes out um, and forms the group. He just makes these groups, and then they like become groups. Well, no, he's the only guy that I've clashed with and fucking lost. Like, lost. Like, <laughs> like, And I'm not talking about arguments in threads. No, I lose those all the time. I'm talking about, like, putting my admin powers against your admin powers he is the only guy that has made me kind of just like sit up and be like, okay, Austin, you have a point. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's, he's... And, uh, and it's because he, I'm not kidding, he, he, he literally founded and runs uh, maybe two-thirds of fucking DE. And, and, um, and does a good job of it. And, and, uh, and uh, like he's basically my partner, if I, were to, if I were to say of the admin, like the person that like has... It has equivalent powers to uh, to the hosting shit that I do. Owen B uh, just broke his whiskey glass in his hand. No, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm no, kidding. no, I get that. Owen B, you're like uh, you're like he's, a consultant. He's uh, the commissar. He's, he's he, the... yeah, he's the commissar. That's a different thing. But anyhow, I wanted to stop and recognize him. Uh, dear Lord, this has gone on for twenty fucking minutes. Edit it down, Mike. Only only five. Okay, We're good. cool. Oh, that's way too long. Film club though. Film club. Uh, uh, we thought we'd start light, start simple with the film club segments because we've not done this before. We, right. We've been learning how to do news segments uh, for two years now, two seasons now, uh, starting with uh, we would do Hoosier edition, yep. then domestic right. edition, then international. And we put the work in and, and we sorted all everything and, and, and we learned how, how to do all that. And, and uh, we're going to compress that all down. And thank second. all of you for... for coming along on this journey for us because it has been bumpy like when I well and uh, it was it was really great when Mike joined us when it was just me having to record me and Theron on a laptop with uh, my this uh, uh, Wookie microphone or whatever the hell I bought from uh, Joey Smith bless it um, uh, it's uh, it was it was rough it was it was hard um, and uh, and Mike makes it infinitely easy but, uh, and and uh, but anyhow, uh, we were gonna start. I'm sorry, I went on a tangent. Oh, we're gonna keep things light and easy, and we're just gonna list our favorite three three movies. top movies right now, not all time. Right now, right now. Yeah, Casey, you will answer it in like thirty seconds or so. Yes. Right? Okay. Oh boy, and I am not being brevitatious. No, no, I don't mean that. I uh, mean that's what we when we were discussing this. We'll hit. We'll hit our top three. To what happens to you off the top of your head? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, talk as long as you want about it. But uh, but uh, uh, for, to list my three though, and we'll just go around and list them. Um, Revenant, Revenant is like my all time, but I can never get away from it. It's consistently just what I want to watch right now. Dude, let's talk about Revenant. Okay. Or you can keep. No, going. no, let's, yeah, no, let's, do, let's do Revenant. Yeah, yeah. Since you're interested. Revenant's awesome. It's Jeremiah Johnson except gorier with Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, it's it's <laughs> it shows you this mountain man, and and he actually gets mauled by a bear. Yeah. And that's why you know he's a badass. Um, I'll say, that's I'll say one fact about each movie, and and we can have a little bit of commentary. Uh, uh then there's um, then uh, after that Skyfall, which is the perfect Bond film. Perfect. Except, it's so fun. Um, I have so well done. I have so this, well shot. I have this head cannon thing of it. I hate that word, but it's it's, it's no go for word. it. It's the word head cannon. It's alternate version in my head, where they have this thing where the agent that dies at the beginning is Bronson. It's Ronson. 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 We were doing it for Ronson. I think this, it's this yeah, tribute yeah. to Pierce Brosnan. Oh, okay. I, That'd be great. Uh, um, and here's the thing. 
I really wish the villain had been played by Pierce Brosnan and was Bond before this. Ooh, that'd have been interesting. Like, as, because that's what his story is. That's literally what his story is. It's just not Pierce Brosnan. Right. But in my head, I say he's just so disfigured you can't tell it's Pierce Brosnan. There like, that would be kind that's of what I a nice week at us, at yeah. least. Yeah, because that's his whole shtick is that he was the previous James Bond, except in this, James Bond is James Bond. Right. Which I always thought it was a name that they handed off to various agents, and I'm going to keep that in my head canon. That's whatever fine. works for you. Do whatever, exactly. whatever you enjoy. But the, authoritatively, in the Craig uh, Bonds, they say that's not how it is. Right. He is... Uh, he James is the Bond. James. He is the James Bond. And it's cool. It's fun. I like it. And it's the perfect James Bond movie. And then, uh, and then the third one is... Uh, uh boy uh a big trouble in little china oh you remember my list better than i do uh yes. me and jenny watched that recently that is a movie that my mother gave to me she it's would watch kick-ass movie it's one of the best movies ever it's one of the greatest stoner movies it's a i rewatched it last night and when we dig into these individually a little deeper after we all list them i, I had yes, notes that i took when i watched it because oh i was, yeah, I was very amazing. excited it's just and kurt russell you know he's the quintessential like relatable American oh my god, he's so perfect. But, uh, that's my list, and uh, uh, before we do get, go on it too much and I, and I talk for hours, we're going to pitch it on over to Theron. Okay. What are your top three, buddy? So top three, just so I thought off the top of my head, were 2001 Space Odyssey, Stanley Kubrick movie. Like, uh, <laughs> it, 2001 and Blade Runner are like the two quintessential oh, yeah. sci-fi movies. Uh, 2001's my favorite. It was a big, like, counterculture, stonery movie when it was yeah. made. It was also a technical marvel. It is. And it's, Stanley Kubrick. it's great to look Kubrick. at today. Um, well, and uh, you gotta watch that in two halves. <laughs> at yeah. least I do. It's a long movie. Oh, but and it's long. it moves very slowly. Yeah. Um, secondly, uh, Mike and I watched this movie today, uh, Unforgiven. Very oh, good. oh wait, you watched that today. Without today. Me. I'm so heartbroken. That we were smart. open to the thread, man. If you yeah, wanted to come, you're, 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 you're welcome. Um, but yeah, that was a that's a great movie. It's it's uh, that's my all time. Yeah. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. It was his final western, um, and it was kind of a deconstruction of his mythology. Well, in yep. Westerns. William Money is the nameless man, retired. Uh, his wife died of like tuberculosis or something. She's got yep. two kids. He's a sheep farmer. Pig farmer. Pig farmer. Pig farmer. Pig farmer. They got the fever. Okay. Yeah, separate the them the fever. Yeah, separate them separate them I, they, I want to do a montage of just Clint Eastwood falling down trying to get pigs moving. Or <laughs> getting on his horse. Yeah, just a montage of Clint Eastwood falling. Oh, yeah. It was well, we amazing. We need gifts of it is what we need. Yes. We need lots of gifts. And what, what's last And then one? thirdly, uh, um, it's a beautiful movie to look at. One of Pixar's greatest achievements. I go between this and Toy Story. It's my favorite Pixar, but it's Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. Finding Nemo is solid. Is, is solid. gorgeous to look at. Has feels. Oh yeah. And is hilarious. So it hits all three buttons for me. So I I love it. Like everyone talks about how like sappy and sad that movie is, and it is, especially as a parent. But it's. Probably the funniest Pixar movie as well. Dude, and what, what, what gold is a is a good standalone family movie to come out? Like, it, it's... it's it, yeah. 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 I do still love that meme that I posted about, like, how does Ellen's Genesis wife fuck her? Because it's Dory. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about clapping them cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my three movies are... Um, 
very pretentious um, uh, children of men, um, which is just probably my favorite science fiction movie. Dystopia thing. Dystopia, just like a great example of how to do science fiction right and, and how to use it right. Well, Inter- it's how to do people right, man. It, it's 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 just a fantastic That's what movie. Science fiction gets wrong. And, and in addition, just I mean, the cinematography is incredible. Uh-huh. Um, Interstellar, which is still the movie, if you want to see Mike Potter ugly cry, you watch <laughs> Interstellar with him, and I sob every time towards the end, and if you've watched it, you know why. And then uh, What Dreams May Come, because Robin Williams is one of my favorite actors, and that is a very, uh, just a beautiful film visually. I think it won an Oscar for visual effects when it came out, and just a, a, a great based exploration on, of the afterlife. Based on a really good Richard Matheson uh, novel. I did not know that. Yeah, he's the one who wrote like I Am Legend and Incredible Shrinking Man. And oh wow! Dreams may come. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So you uh, gotta check out his shit. I'll tell you what, what, what you may, you know, you 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 put out that disclaimer of you know it's 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 pretentious, but uh, uh, what dreams may come, uh, it's that that's like chicken soup, man. Like you, you whip that movie out when when you're feeling like when you're feeling bad. And it's, and you need to you need to see somebody actually go to hell for suicide and 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 and, and send somebody journey in to rescue them and all as that a cathartic and, movie yeah. the catharsis you get watching it just from the various like the it's got some beautiful high highs I mean watching Robin Williams when the whole world is an oil painting and he's he's sliding through it he's got paint on him and that kind of stuff two again it's his so wife genuine. and a hell of a creation of her own because she's experienced yeah. this loss she killed herself. I mean, yeah, it's got high highs and low lows, and it's it's a really beautiful. Um, if well, and, it's, and it's a fantastic visual movie. Oh, yeah, it's really cool to look at. It, that, and that's actually why it's a treat. Is uh, weepy movies like boy? Is it usually just people sitting around in living rooms uh, <laughs> or, or at train stations and restaurants? Right, right. And, and you know, this is this like ridiculous visual palette yeah. of like you know, he lives in a world of paint. And and he's and he's going to these like mythical locales. It's, and you've got just some yeah. some fantastic actors in, in Robin mm-hmm. Williams and, and, and Cuba Gooding and just the entire cast there really nails their roles and it gets it it gets at a lot of what we think about death and our fears and our hopes mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And I mean if there's one thing that's inimical to the human condition it's it's thinking about death and how we're all about thing that's useful about the kind of tired dantean christian uh uh you know vision of the afterlife vision of the afterlife thing it's Mm -hmm. everybody gets on board with it right away you can spend disbelief Mm -hmm. within like two minutes unless you're just a very obstinate teenager and you know you just write it and it's and it's good it's, yeah, it I was like the movie. it was really beautiful. But I thought it was important that we touch on that movie and talk about why it is good to be on the list since you are so reluctant about it. That is a solid pick. Interstellar is one of my wife's favorite movies of all time. It is her favorite movie, if I'm not mistaken. I, mean, I should know that. But uh, it it is it is a perfect movie. I love it so. It is a great piece of science fiction. Matthew McConaughey is brilliant. Much awesome. much much like Children of Men looks at one aspect of life. Children. And, and the future and the hope and, and what it means to lose those things. Interstellar and the way it plays with the idea of time mm-hmm. and that what it means to human relationships, to the human experience, all that kind of stuff. Um, in addition to just being, I mean, an incredible 
dystopian movie, an incredible look. I mean, the visuals when they're out in space, out around Behemoth, the black hole or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these things are just... But It's really good. The, it's really when, gorgeous. Spoilers. And there's baseball in it. When Matthew, McCon- <laughs> when Matthew McConaughey meets his daughter and she's older, older than him. Because of time and no, science. Hey, no spoilers worries, guys. If people haven't seen these movies that have been out for 10 right. years, yeah, it's not our problem. The, I cry every time when he is watching a lifetime's worth of videos from his daughter mm-hmm. in his absence. So I mean, that watch, is, watch Anonymous Mike cry at Matthew McDonough. Uh, right, <laughs> yes. I want to do a quick weep down. Weep down. Uh, we've got a whole film segment to fill, fellas. Yes. Uh, movies that make you cry. Um, I went to, I went on, I, 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 um, you know, I, 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 people don't believe me when I say this. I, I, I did have a fairly conservative youth, honestly. I did not go on dates particularly that much. You know, I'd latch on to one person and be with them for years. I'm with you. But, um, I went on a date in college mm-hmm. and I, and we went to, um, it was a, a, a I'm sorry, uh, boy. This is I, uh, uh, I'm entirely forgetting the the name of it. Uh, uh, what happened? The comedian. Ah, the mm, the comedian who's in who, the ma the meatloaf. Oh, uh, Vince Vaughn. No, or Will, yeah, Will yeah, Ferrell. Yeah, but who's Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell and 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 you can hear a narrator. St- oh, St- Stranger Than Fiction. What an incredible movies. movie. Yeah. Stranger Than Fiction is incredible. Okay. From the writer's perspective. And stuff, oh, my and God. As, as, a, as a writer myself, that movie uh, is, yeah. oh, my but God. I went to that, and I'm, and I'm, and, and I'm sitting there, and, uh, and it's this movie about fate and, and all these things that deeply you know, uh, move me. When he tells her to finish the book? Oh, when he yeah. says you have to finish yeah. this? Oh, my God. When, well, when that happened, I just started crying. Right. And crying and crying. They're sitting next to this poor girl in the cinema. <laughs> Who probably was not crying with her. And, like, I'm like, I'm shielding. I, I'm putting one hand up. So, like, it's not as obvious, but it's incredibly obvious that I'm just bawling my eyes out uncontrollably. No, dude, cannot, yes. Cannot control it because, it, I mean, college was rough. Like... And it's an emotional yeah, and, and, time and, well, of life. It's a time where you're trying to figure out, you know, how, what is my end? What is my right. point? And that's what this movie is about. And yada, yada, yada. So I, I had this like total breakdown. And by the end of it, she's like, well, you have a good one. And uh, she like got a ride home even. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but that's a, that's a rough date. But she's like, this dude just cried the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like, the whole movie, that's the thing that was, I, I, I totally lost control at the end. I cried basically the whole <laughs> it's it's a great movie yeah. and and it would it's definitely on my list my top five list of just like fantastic yeah. movies that make you think. Uh-huh. Um, but we've been talking about my movies for a while. I want to I want to I want to talk about Casey's movies. Well, well yeah, I wanted to get through yours as kind of. Oh, no, I, uh, I appreciate because that. you went last, but uh, I think it's fair if we do Theron actually. Okay, sure. So first. We went this way, and now we're going. You like way. it or sell it. My my confession here, everyone, and I am embarrassed by this. I have not watched. 2001 Space Odyssey and and Fairness left it with that me is like and a I will film watch it. Thing that you're well, to and do. so I'm not going to actually spoil this for you, but uh, I mean, Interstellar is a direct descendant of that movie. It is great, it is fantastic, very clearly inspired by it. I mean, the they robots are, are monoliths. They themselves. don't even. They don't even. 
hide the fact that they good, are good. taking from 2001, so I really think you'll like it. Well, I'm really I'm looking actually, forward to it. Uh, I really that, am. Well, I hope you do. It that, is weird. That's a thematic nod. I like weird uh, movies. The robots, the, it's the first good guy robots that you don't hate because they're insufferable. Right. It, uh, like, they're, they're unobtrusive, they're just story. there. Yes. And they move in a really we fun had, way. We had bad guy. In 2001, we had bad guy servant robots. So I know... In, 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 in Interstellar, we get good guy servant robots. My, my, so my, my, the one thing I know about 2001, other than the iconic clip everyone plays with the monkeys beating their bones or whatever, is from Bill Nye the Science Guy. <laughs> there was an episode where he's... How... Open the pod bay doors, yeah. and then it... I can't do that, Bill. Literally from Bill Nye, the science guy in elementary school. So that's oh, all great. I know about 2000. You know exactly that, enough. Bill Nye, the science guy, is on YouTube, like, the episodes. You can just watch Hell them. yeah, dude. It's like a public service thing. I don't want to watch this new shit, because I, I don't want to spoil my thoughts of Bill Nye, but as a, as a yeah, kid, Bill uh, Nye, the science guy, was the good I show. I think Bill Nye's going to be fine now that he's not hanging out with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Anyhow. Ah, as, <laughs> as, uh, I love it. As far as movies that make me cry, though... Oh, just the last few years, basically every movie. So, yeah, like, I once cried, you have kids, man, movie. that fucking. I, I cried during Spider Man, um, which is my favorite movie of the year. Uh, Into over the Star Spider- Wars, over the Avengers, over Black Panther. Um, anyway, but I also cried this afternoon when I watched fucking Unforgiven. I didn't oh, see you I mean, crying. I, I just I cried, miss I you cried the time. Unforgiven when he for sure. when he goes bad at the end. Yeah. yeah, and when he starts well, drinking that whiskey, dude, when he just like, that moment, that holy moment, shit, well, that's that the whole entire, point of the yes, movie. That entire yeah. movie, the the that it it's a long fucking movie, and when he gets to the point where they're just talking, the kid has killed his first person, and he's, and he's, like, he's given up on it, and then just there's no fanfare about it. You could almost miss it, just while he's talking to the whore. Yeah, Clint Eastwood starts taking swigs, and you're like. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, it's so going long. down. Well, he already given up drinking for like ten years. Yeah, he's he done all this for his wife. But the minute they kill Ned, yeah, don't well, fuck with him. And he's like, I him. will come back and murder every last one of you, sons of bitches. I'll kill your wife. I'll kill your kids. I'll burn down your damn house. Yeah, that's a great speech. It's one of the great speeches. He turned into the devil at the end. Yeah, exactly. But it's tragic. But yeah, I cry during every movie. The part of that movie that makes me cry every single time is when they're sitting under the tree with the, the kid, uh-huh. and uh, and the kid he breaks down. The kid, uh, you know, is drinking because he because he finally killed somebody, and he, and he looks up at uh, he looks up at William Money, and and he says, "I ain't like you, Bill." Right. And it's just like it's 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 me and my dad. Like my dad, the thing that my dad gave me was 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 these uh, Western movies, and uh, because we didn't have a lot me growing up, because I I, I basically decided I didn't want to be like the rest of them, and that was, you know, it was cool with me in my own way. But uh, we all do that to our fathers. But uh, but yeah, and and it was just the, and it's it's this thing where like my dad kind of is Clint Eastwood to me, and so every time I'm watching that movie, I'm just sitting under that tree looking up. Like, I, I, I'm not like you. And then, I, and then I burst into tears every time. I, for me, what I loved about that movie, and, and Theron touched on it, is the deconstruction of his mythos. It's like, there is no part of that movie where you're watching and you're like, man, I wish I lived in the Wild West. It's like, no, this is, this is awful. Yeah. This is horrible. Everyone here is... It would be miserable by modern standards. There's no part of this life that's good. I don't know. Little Bill seems happy. <laughs> but Little Bill's a villain. And he can't like even build his no, own no, damn no, house. No, no, you're reading about it for 
Bill is not a villain. No, Lil Bill is a piece of shit. No, no, little Bill, no, little little Bill, Bill is a violent no, man no, no, who no. uses his violence under the little veneer Bill. of the sheriff's badge. I'm being a libertarian here. I'm being a libertarian. Calm so, down. No. Calm down. <laughs> little Bill this. is a great lawman who is driven to excess by vanity when he gets his own biographer and he yep. takes it from English Bob. Um, English Bob because English character. Bob needed to have what happened to English Bob happen. No, to English him. Bob totally deserved to have the living yeah, shit exactly. kicked out. Yeah, exactly. And but afterwards, like like a leech, and this is Clint Eastwood giving commentary on uh, Western movies where they took uh, they took the the like whole Western ethos and accidentally imbued it on a generation of baby boomer like law enforcement types and military types. Who like see this as the way to be when it's it's a lie. It's a it's a it's, it's a, a movie. It's a story. Exactly. And when little Bill gets this biographer, the the nerdy little guy with the glasses, and he starts bloviating all these stories like he would at the bar with his fellas, all of a sudden he's the asshole he is at the bar with his fellas all day, every day. And by the end of the movie. Little Bill is finally uh, enveloped in, in vanity and becomes a villain, but... Um, he may he, not have started a villain, he's a villain the by movie, the end. At the start of the movie, he is a great lawman, and, uh, and he is like this, this character that uh, I feel uh, Clint Eastwood felt he was never portrayed in any of his former films. I feel like, I, I think calling him a great lawman at the beginning from what little we see of him is, is a bit so much. He kept I mean, that town in line. But again, from again, I, I love that I didn't I'm care about the horrors. Though I, I, I love that Nobody I'm the libertarian cared about here. The horrors. Keeping the town in line, That's though. I mean, this is supposed to be a free country. That right? was the problem. Yeah. That was everyone's problem. Fucking Wild Bill Hillcock didn't give a damn about the horrors. Like it's all. No, the it was same. the big sin of the town. Yeah, like we call, but we call Wild Bill Hillcock, Hickok a great lawman. I just, I think, I it was. Gene Hackman is a fantastic character actor. Yes, I love. I will watch Gene Hackman until he Gene died. Has he died? I hope yeah, he's, he's not dead. The Hackman is still alive. He he's a fantastic actor, um, but he really does. It's really interesting watching him transform into a villain, and then watching Clint Eastwood turn back into a villain. And I'm still rooting for Clint Eastwood one hundred percent because he's when a, it comes to one villain over the other, you're rooting for the other. You're rooting for the villain. Who's a villain because he has to be. Yeah, exactly. Not the villain who's mm-hmm. a villain because he's full of his own shit. Yeah, right. But that, that is all. But then, oh, there's... Did this. I love Dude, after, That's a great after, point, man. After, and then after William Money shoots all the posse and Heckman and, and the sheriff down in the bar, the biographer walks up and tries to latch... Onto him and he money. says... Fuck off. And money is just like, like, fuck off. I will kill you. <laughs> money is ashamed of being a villain. He's exactly. a villain, and he'll own being a villain, exactly. but he doesn't He doesn't want anyone to think being a villain is a good but, thing. Uh, but Hackman, yeah. actually, he represents all of the exactly, like yeah. the previous generation of, uh, of, old, of uh, more heroic uh, westerns, where... These men cleared out men of Indians. Like these men, like did uh, root and tootin' well, stuff, and root and tootin' stuff ain't always great. East, right. Eastwood's whole character was being an outlaw assassin in. I mean, basically an outlaw assassin, treasure hunter, whatever. Right. In you know the spaghetti westerns, and in you know a bunch of other movies that he did in his own westerns. Yeah. Like this was his character for a long yeah. time, and Unforgiven is like. 
No, this is what that's hearing. actually like. Like killing people is bad. Like and it fucks you up and, forever. Uh, it, and it didn't. It doesn't glorify the violence at all. Like at you all. see in but Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, where he's uh, shooting guys. Hats speaking off their of glorified violence, though, have you guys watched Dirty Harry? Any of the Dirty Harry movies? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. First of all, it's this great era of the '80s when there's so much black on the screen all the time. It, and, and you see these little, like, lines of people, and you're, like, trying to figure out what's going on. They don't do that anymore. No, early 70s, um, uh, um, looking cop yeah, spy but, shit. But, like, this, it's the quintessential cop yeah. movie, uh, total excessive violence. It's a response to the 80s, uh, uh, you know, crime takeover in New York, blah, blah, blah. But that's, that's um, that is, uh, uh, Unforgiven is redemption for Dirty Harry as much as it is anything. Dirt, yeah. To me, the yeah, most important scene, though, in Unforgiven, and I've only seen it the once, the most important scene is the long, agonizing feeling. The first kid. The kid who we're set up to already know is not a bit. He it's didn't bullshit. cut up the whore. He okay. didn't cut up the whore. He tried to give the whore a horse. Oh, that like, guy. he knew, he knew what happened was wrong, and he tried to make good. No. And they shoot him, well, he and he's did, shot he in the belly. Well, he wasn't a villain, but he still cut up somebody's face. So he had well, he come. didn't. He didn't. He was fucking a different whore. Oh, the guy who cut up oh, yeah, was yeah, the yeah. one who died in the shitter. Oh, this forgot, kid, yeah. who honestly forgot, yeah, didn't yeah. do anything wrong, and we listen to him wailing about dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you see, you see Ned, who's a hardened criminal who used to run with, with, with yeah. fucking Will Money. He can't shoot him. And then, and Will Money, the hardened fucking killer, yeah. is like, line. give him some water for f- Christ's sake. Like, uh, and the kid's like, hey, what's up, this? But like, you listen to this kid pitifully die for like yeah. five, ten minutes. The screen time, yeah, solid. It's, 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 it's great. I mean, in that it is a deacon, it is, it is turning his classic cowboy character on its head. Killing and people is bad. Sometimes and that's ugly. what being an outlaw Hero is. Yeah. It's yeah. shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Finding Nemo, Theron. Tell, tell us, talk about... Oh, uh, yeah, let's change Let's, let's completely let's change gears. <laughs> I mean, obvious, obvious tears. Obvious tears. You know, I never cried during Finding Nemo. Wow. But I have not watched it since I've become a dad. You gotta watch it. And, yeah, uh, you should watch it under the same conditions that you would watch 2001. It's like, <laughs> but it's a little it, elevated, yeah. It's just the funniest goddamn movie with the fucking sharks and the. I still make touch the butt jokes. The bluefish. Yeah, as Dory, um, the Marlin is played by who? It, hey, he's a great actor. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, oh, I can't uh, uh, old old comedy veteran. Yes, this guy. I can't think of him. Definitely got somebody with young children. He was very unattr- and, 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 and an unobtrusive straight man in everything that he was in. Um, yeah. Willem Dafoe asked. Oh, yeah, because the, my favorite part of the movie was this weird little dungeon society that was in this aquarium <laughs> of the dentist. Mount Wanahakalugi. <laughs> Shark Bay Uha. <laughs> you know, Albert this, Brooks. Albert yeah, Brooks is Marlin. I mean, it's it's a fantastically acted movie. There's no part of it that's, that's, that's not There's quotable no or memorable. It's not Rogers, Rogers. <laughs> I mean, you no can... part of it that's not like either really funny just a good or time. really just a good time. gorgeous. Like, I mean, that's when Pixar like became 
That was a big stepping stone for it was, them it in was the art big. department. Yeah. Because that movie really looks was. fucking beautiful. It really and was. it's almost, I mean, 16, 17 years old. It's, it's, it, still is, looks great. It, it holds up in every way. It was a really, really great... I mean, this is what Disney and Pixar do that is so fantastic, is it's a movie that's completely engaging to children mm-hmm. and completely engaging... To parents, it's just and good. To adults. That's what Pixar does. I is they make solid movie. Yeah, is they just I, make lose me once. quality all ages movies, mm-hmm. rated G or PG or whatever. That's actually harder movies. than making like a shoot 'em up. Like but that's rated what, R that, it's what it used to fucking be with even eighties Disney animation like Little Mermaid and mm-hmm. and uh, all the way up through like Lion King and stuff in ninety four. It was. It's just. Pixar picked up that torch of just making good movies for everyone. What is your What is your favorite Finding Nemo quote? Probably Shark Bait. Ooh-ha-ha. How about you, Casey? I've only seen that movie once. Wow! Oh, God, watch it again. For me, for me, you think you can do these things, but you can't. Yeah, that's a that is one. the emotional heart of the movie. It's just that fight between and and. And again, he's completely understandable because Marlon loses. He loses his whole family. Everything, <laughs> because he's a fish. He loses he this thousands one little, of children to this barracuda. One little yeah. fish with Gimby. a fucked up fin. Yeah, yeah. So you get it. So you're compassionate with him. The fucking pelican, maybe my favorite character. Pelican's right great. Nigel, Nigel. And yeah, I mean, did, uh, Pixar before that, they had done Toy Story, they had done Bugs Life, they had done Toy Story Two. So they were kind of that new hotness, and yeah. but then they did. Well, that that was. Then that they was, did Finding Nemo shortly I, I after that, and that's what that solidified way. them as a. They are it. <laughs> like, well, like when 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 uh, when an artist puts out uh, uh, when a musical artist puts out a good sophomore album, like a solid sophomore mm-hmm. album, like you know something about them because of that, and like uh, and I'm glad that you put it that way. Like Pixar solidified. They could have burned out like just and as then a, Finding Nemo happened. As a quick aside, is there nothing worse than a great first album followed by a pretty uh, sophomore album? I mean, that is just always uh, a letdown because you're like, I just want to listen to the first record. That is that is me with the band say anything. Uh, is a real boy is one of the best albums of all time in my opinion. <laughs> And after that, it's been kind of like, oh, well, Max Bemis is up his own ass. Probably. Sorry. I mean, it's kind of like the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but you just have to appreciate it for what it is. Back in college, I think the band that hit me hardest with their second album not being, like, revolutionary and mind-changing was uh, Fratelli's, I think. I just thought that they were going to be... They were the bee's knees. Paul said he was my... That was what music was going to be. Paul said he been pretty solid though yeah they're still good let's go back to, to film club yeah. now it is Casey's turn oh boy we're which 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 of your three would you like to uh which you like oh, discuss uh, first? oh boy well um I mean we, we touched on uh, we 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 touched on uh Re- revenant uh, I, I could talk about for ages skyfall I've already talked about let's, let's have do you big trouble in little you want to start with that trouble? have you watched uh, Jeremiah Johnson with Robert Redford no I need to apparently I love Robert Redford I feel yep. ashamed I'm not seeing yep. this is ba- I mean it's sounds like it's a, a very similar movie. kind of movie oh, nice. Man in the Woods Survivor shit okay I'm gonna sound like a fucking idiot who who's the bad guy who plays the bad guy in Revenant Hardy Hardy yeah, Tom yeah. Hardy that is my favorite Tom Hardy role. Oh yes, he, he plays a good role. A he doesn't fucking look like Tom Hardy. Like you don't recognize him as no. Tom Hardy unless you know he's Tom Hardy. He does a yeah. fantastic job. Well, that's the magic of Tom Hardy. He, 
I mean, more than any other role I've seen him in, he completely subsumed himself in the role of this shithead racist fucking oh, mountain fuck man. Oh, fuck He's the best character. He, uh... He no, no, I, he, he's, he's, he's very engaging. He, uh, he gives this... this I this love to hate speech. him. He's talking about his... Uh, my, my, my daddy found God in a tree. It was the squirrel... And he fucking ate him, like, and it's this great, like, only it's yes. a great, like, five-minute straight speech where it's slowly zooming in, and, and yes. oh, man, and he is just, That's like, gorgeous and shit, well, yes. he's just survival, he's just, like, I'm getting by, I'm getting mine, and, and that, that's what his character is. And it's Much like, like it's Unforgiven, really it's, 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 a, it's a deconstruction of the Western myth, there's no part in that movie where I'm like, man, I wish I lived in the, in the Wild West. No, it's fucking A, it's an earlier version of the Wild West, which is fascinating to me. This is before well, no, this they is were like even... frontier times, man. This is beyond, like this, most people think of like 1890s, at, you know, we got yeah. Civil War, but this is before the Civil War. It's yeah, 1830s. This is when like, Indiana was the frontier. Oh, yeah. There's fucking jack shit out there. It's great, I it's love it. It's beautiful that way. And, 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 Can you um, imagine a was movie that, about was the that, conquest of Indiana by uh, uh, Harrison? I would love that. Was that Calderon that did um, uh, Revenant? The director? Yes. I don't remember. He's. The, it's, I think it's the same actor that did Children of Men. I or maybe I'm just racist and I'm mixing up Mexican names and or not Mexican. Jesus Jose Christ, Calderon my Spanish names. Is it Jose Calderon the fucking basketball player? Huh? Jose Calderon's like a basketball player. No, no, I didn't say Jose. I said Calderon. <laughs> there, there are multiple people named Calderon. All right? Jesus Christ, this is the whitest segment we've ever had. Shit on this um, but but uh, he did a fantastic job with the cinematography. I mean, that was a big part of the buildup was the connection yeah. between him and Leonardo DiCaprio, who is a fantastic actor, and how, like, again, he ate raw liver and all that kind of stuff yeah. to get into it. And yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio has deserved... Oscars before. I really liked him in Body of Lies. I thought it was a fantastic film. He's good. Leonardo DiCaprio. Departed is great. Uh, Shutter Island is great. He's fantastic my, in everything he's in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my personal favorite is uh, The Aviator. Oh, that's Which trash. I have not seen also. Adore that fucking Catch movie. Me If You Can. Catch Me If You That can. is a great, fun movie. With Tom Hanks is the is the great detective time. chasing down, isn't it? That's yeah. two fantastic Tom actors. Tom insufferable. Oh, I still love Tom Hanks. He just doesn't do. I mean, I didn't like. Uh, what's the one where he lands in the the river? Okay, no, he he fucking that like works. directs and produces the seventies, the series, and he's uh, an interviewee on it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, even Tom Hanks is awful. now up his own it's ass, and, and that's fine. No, he is. But, I mean, but he's a great if actor. If you get still. him in the right roles, though, he still is really good. Oh, no, just a quick aside on Tom Hanks. Recently, my mom and my grandmother rewatched. Uh, you've got mail. <laughs> and oh, it that's struck solid. Me. No, it, that is the. But, but looking back at it now, if you're, if what you're, a manipulative fuck he is, pretending he's he's two different people so he can get this girl. Like I'm like Jesus Christ. Three months in, she's like, wait a fucking minute. You pretended to that's, be someone else in an email who had power over me. That's gaslighting. Yeah, it was fucked. But <laughs> at at its time, email was new. Was this whole based, idea that you could be two people. You got mail. Huh? Was it based on a Shakespearean thing at all? I don't like, know, but it's the it's only like, movie I can remember where, where Tom Hanks cusses all the time. He, I think he throws down the fuck word. I was like, just like, Tom! The cutest form of, uh, like, uh, datedness. Oh, yes. well, um, You got mail shit. That was a yeah. great little... Uh, I remember I went on you this got thing mail. In, in college. I decided to figure out, like, what why are uh, romantic comedies a thing? 
And I watched When Harry Met Sally, which uh, I, if I understand is the prototypical, like, uh, yeah. modern uh, um, uh, romantic comedy. And it's actually great. It holds up. No, it's, it's a very really good movie. Solid. I unabashedly love romantic. Although comics. it's got it's got like not the most attractive like mo- like it's got which is fantastic. Yes, as the, as the characters and it's yeah. great. Well, is that Meg Ryan though? Still? Well, Meg Ryan's gorgeous, obviously, well, but yeah. I guess. But the, like, they, they make her look so kind of yeah, Billy Crystal not like so regular. much. Like they don't they don't pretty. It runs into the standard <laughs> romantic comedy thing of schlubby guy with hot girl, yeah, but yeah, yeah. no, it was um, the prototype. Then, but then I watched uh, You Got Mail afterwards, and like that was like chapter two where it becomes all the terrible things. But like they're still delightful, and so, like you know why they caught on. Listen, and, I'll still uh, watch How to Lose a Guy and what is it? Uh, Ten days. Oh, Ten that's days. a really uh, great yeah, movie. Yeah, swear by that movie. Yeah, I keep hearing about that. Um, but okay, so that we did Revenant and, and Backstreet. I'm like this close to bringing to up Clueless. No. If we started talking about the Revenant. Right, right. right. Let's, do, um, let's do Skyfall. I, I would love to talk about Skyfall oh. because it's just... it's. Well, I already gave you my silly alternate version of it. It's just so beautiful. It's just so Yeah, the director polished. is the same guy who did American Beauty. And he did a couple other movies, Jarhead. I can't remember. Well, you've also name. got to consider it in context, guys. Um, the Craig um, series. Uh, you ever watched He's Casino so Royale? Good. I watched all of them. Yeah. Uh, Casino Royale, um, if you just watch Casino it on its Royale's own. perfect. Well, if you just watch it a on its own call and it you their just favorite. want a Bond movie, it actually will piss you off because it's young Bond. Uh, when they ask him if he wants his martini shake in his stirs, he says, do I look like I give a damn? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, uh, uh, this is him before he figured out to be Bond. And right. why it's, it's and Bond how begins. he yes. figured out how to be Bond. Bond man begins. Bond, Bond man begins. <laughs> yeah, it's Bond man begins. And, and, and it's an absolutely great movie. Even, I, and the last time I watched it, I even enjoyed the part where you know he goes off and, and just like is uh, a private citizen with with P- money penny the first the first money penny is apparently a banker uh that's that <laughs> retcons dumb. yes but uh yeah the the, the 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 first money penny is a banker and the, and and uh, and then he runs off with her and it turns out that, that that she that she had the long con on him and it was a honeypot the whole time and 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 this time I enjoyed it last time I was so bored by it but uh, that's all casino royale and then it, and then and that was the only way that you could set up Skyfall. Okay. So it went into Quantum of Solace next, which was fine. Yeah. And oh, then was, I always forget that that happened. And then was it oh, Skyfall God. next? Skyfall's next. Quantum of Solace was so bad. Do you know why? And Spectre's the latest. God. Quantum of Solace suffered from each individual part of it being too perfect. Like the Bond theme of it. Really cool. You had Jack, uh, Jack White and Alicia Keys. And that mm. song is great. Yeah. Uh, and like each, and, and like the shots were perfect and... And you had like a redux of the like covered in gold dyed girl thing with Sky, a covered in black dyed girl. Skyfall had the uh, Adele song. Yeah. The Adele song, though, Skyfall. that is the perfect Bond song yes. in Skyfall. Skyfall. The perfect Bond song. There's literally no part of Skyfall that I can think of improving. Send off of Lady M. But it's no. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's so perfect. It's perfect. Money Penny is perfect. The action is all. Tight yeah. and beautiful. Yeah, no, like the whole I'm gonna read you when I when our first conversation thing. That's the one shitty part of the movie. I love like that the 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 firefight. It's clean looking. The, the, the fight with it's the assassin looking. in in it's in modern. Hong Kong. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, um, it, it's brutal. It's because brutal. James Bond, at least a Sean Connery style James Bond, is supposed to be a gorilla in a tuxedo. Again, the the thing about the Craig 
Bond that I love the most, and Skyfall is where it comes through the most, is he's a fucking thug. Well, he just, is just not. Like Connery was. He is the opposite like of Brosnan, Connery. and I grew up with Brosnan, and I love Brosnan and Bond. But I do too. But Craig is a fucking. Who, thug. who is the one after? Uh, oh, but you Connery. love him. Who is the one after? He Craig? only had like one movie. The guy after after uh, Connery. Oh, okay, after the one who actually got a series of them. After. Oh, the, I don't. The big one, the the dapper one. That's, that's Sean Connery. Sean, no, it Sean was Connery. Roger Moore. No, Roger Moore. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah. Um, Ro- Roger, oh, Roger Moore. Yeah. Roger Moore and uh, and Brosnan are are like that. Are like there's two different kinds of Batman. There's wacky Batman and serious Batman. Well, uh, uh, there there there's there's dapper like uh, dapper Brosnan, Bond. and then and then there's Craig. Brutal. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch brutal some Craig. Bond tonight. Oh, it's yeah. but but Skyfall is just it too, it's fantastic the way they take down Q. Um, mm. Just well, every part, and yes, he's so great. the villain suffers from Joker in Dark Knight Syndrome, where how does he know exactly what everyone's going to, but fuck it, I don't computer, care. No, no, it's they, a James Bond movie, idiots. They MacGuffin it fine, he has computer magic. Well, and, and again, but the thing is, yeah. is like, is, is with the Joker also, it's not about the fucking Joker. The Joker and the villain in this are, are it, it's, it's, it's not about the villain. The villain is a mirror to show you the flaws within Batman or show you the flaws mm-hmm. within Bond. I don't care who he is. Exactly. It, it's, At I, least in the Craig stuff. Yes. It's like, this is what is wrong with Bond. This is the, it's a the ugliness. Of Bond. Exactly. Well, that turns into Bond something back. really cool. It's yeah, just exactly. so fantastic. That fight in the estate at the end. And the way it and again, there's I could go on. Skyfall is one of my most watched movies. It's not one of my. I've only seen it maybe twice. Oh my really? god! I've seen it like three dozen and times. I, we need, me too. Three dozen times. We need to do a Skyfall. And watch. I fell asleep halfway through <gasps> Spectre. When Spectre, I was, Spectre's such boring. shit. It's bullshit. It's a failure. What a what a suffered from each individual part is too perfect for the movie. I do want just watch suffered it. from following. Skyfall. I need to watch it, but I think if it hadn't followed Skyfall, I mean, Andy. It would have been like Skyfall Souls. should have been the there last no movie of the Craig. There was no creative direction to go in. There was no creative direction to go in. Craig, the, the it's a totally unnecessary movie. Skyfall put a bow on on the Craig. Mm-hmm. Like he's washed up. That's part of the thing. That's the point, and we have come to that conclusion. And then all of a sudden, no, we're running through Mexico City in a beautiful set piece that makes no goddamn sense. Hey, hey, that was cool. Again, a beautiful set piece that makes no goddamn Each sense. Each individual part of that movie was perfect, and the movie sucked. The architect of all your pain. What? Oh, this this came out of nowhere. Blofeld and Bond should not be connected. The whole, no. like, they were... <laughs> they I were they grew up together. I will spoil that movie because that's it's not shit. canon. That's not canon. Fuck it. I don't even know what you're talking it's about. Finally. What? You've, you've seen Inspector? I fell asleep. There yeah, it's boring. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a... It's but a, a watch the it. film work is boring. Just a one last note on Skyfall. <sighs> No, which one? The one uh, that dies? No, 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 no. Um, Money Penny. Money Penny. Oh my God, shave, she's, she's shave me any day, girl. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I will get eaten by a Komodo dragon for you. She, uh, she looks like your wife. That's that's why you like Well, her. except black. But um, yes. Um, oh no no no! Oh wait, I thought Money you Penny. No, man, Money, Money Penny. Penny. Oh, oh. I thought you were, we were talking about first Money Penny. Oh, that's oh, Casino Royale Money Penny. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. Skyfall Money Penny. Oh. No, she's like... I think she's the one who... She, Not to be a fucking freak, but goddamn, yes. Um, okay, and then Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, final movie discussed. Okay, well, uh, I mean, uh, it 
it's it's the quintessential uh, uh, Russell Cr- uh, Russell Crowe. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell role. Well, I'm not getting any names right tonight. It's of so the bad. year, I agree. The thing to me is right up there with that. Oh, though, an essential Kurt Russell. Well, I think that that kind of blue collar ethos that he evokes is like more bottled in uh, in uh, in because he's a trucker. He's not a scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this but, uh, this is the episode where Mike reveals that he likes movies that deconstruct archetypes. Because what I love about Kurt Russell's characters in this is he's so obviously bullshitting the entire time. He is. He's, he's full of scared shit. shitless. He, he has is. no idea what he's doing. He's never plugged a guy before, as he mentions. I took note on this movie. But I, I it's beautiful. <laughs> it it's, pokes fun at itself. It's goofy. It goes. It's also like one of my favorite genres, and I'm writing them. A novel in it, and I'm halfway through with it. Is it's it's urban fantasy. It's it's magic yeah. meets the modern mm-hmm. world. Like my favorite moment. It was such a tiny moment when they're crawling through the sewer river, and this fucking like fish-headed arachnid pops out of a hole, and Kurt Russell's like, "What the hell was that? <laughs> it's a creepy monster. What's not coming back?" Kurt Russell is one of the most magnetic actors. Of our times. Oh, it's so great. Like, we watched him in that fucking shitty Santa Claus movie on Netflix. <laughs> that just came out. He's Santa Claus, though. I knew he did it's a good part awesome. of it. It's kind of awesome. I knew yeah. he did a good part of it. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, drawing back to our discussion of Unforgiven, though, is this is a, it's also a movie that treats a, and keeping in mind the time, it does a fantastic job. Like, Ned, no one ever makes a deal in that whole movie that Ned's black. In yeah, yeah. And in this movie... They ignore racism. In, in this movie, in movie, A, the Asian guys are way better at doing whatever the fuck they're doing than, than Kurt Russell is. Like, yeah. they, his his buddy, who, like, in the beginning, were like, he's a little bitch, and then he's the one that takes out, like, 95% of the bad guys. Well, like, I mean, at no point is it a thing where you acknowledge that uh, the, the, the East Asians, the Orient, they've mastered the martial arts. You know, the white man's always recognized No, it's a classic trope. If we're going to talk about racism and all But that. again, like, they're, he's respectful. Kurt Russell's the one that doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Oh, yeah, well, because his friend, he's in his friend's world. He, right. And that's the thing is he actually has a friend that he's with. Right, and he's not a... And, like, at the same time, like, we know he's ignorant as shit. Like, it's not like he's being PC. He has no idea what's going he's on. He's just being a decent guy who's friends with a Chinese well, guy and doesn't uh, give a shit that he's Chinese. I mean, the reason that yeah, we give... The it. reason you give people a pass for not knowing is because they don't know, and the reason nobody gets a pass now is because everybody knows. Right, and, and he he's ignorant in a respect... Again... It's the best of Americana. He's yeah. he's an he's he's so goddamn Someday American. you're gonna find a way to talk about how much you love these people without calling them ignorant. That's all I'm saying, Mike. <laughs> he's cocky. He's cocky. Great. He yeah. doesn't know what yeah. the fuck's going on, but he's still a decent, respectful oh, person. Yeah, yeah. Beca- exactly. Again, it's an example. Dude, dude, it. He joke. actually is a symbol of America. He is exactly. at the best side of America. The best side of of. America oh, is thrown into this big And we have the mess. best intentions, man. To get deep. And we don't really know what's going on, but we're super badass. Yeah, yeah. And we're <laughs> into it. We're not even necessarily badass, but we're enthusiastic as fuck. And we're not going to back down our now friend. and then, because that's how you get by. And, and yeah. we'll bullshit, and we stand by our friends. Yeah, yeah. He's, he the entire the thing, the whole thing, yeah. he's he doing this is, for his friends he wants his truck back. But he's, li- yeah, he he's, wants his truck back, but it's for his friends. It's for his buddy. It's yeah. a buddy, it's a buddy movie, mm-hmm. and, and it's... With wizards, it's a buddy movie. With buddy with movie with wizards. So, it's the best of all possible worlds. You guys talk about urban fantasy. Have you seen Barry Gordy's Last Dragon? No. Holy fuck. 
Do I need It'll to be see right this? up your alley. Oh my god, I love I love urban fantasy. I love. It's kind of a uh, in the like. It's. I don't know how to talk about this in 2019. It's a black film era thing from like the early 80s. Cool. And it is, uh, but it is like directly kind of a ripoff of Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, that's and great. I'm, it's I'm on board. Awesome. I'm not going to be able to articulate this in a way that makes sense or even in a way maybe that's not offensive. But in this way, urban fantasy to me is a way that I connect with you, Casey, in your skepticism of. Um, modern science and its answers to everything like i i love the idea of magic in the modern world and mystery and just the way it meshes together because honestly for most of us there are still so many questions that we can't answer and i can wikipedia an answer or something but it doesn't really give me like a meaningful answer to the questions in my life and the idea that like the darkness is still scary i still i still when i'm in the basement and the lights go off i run dude, up the stairs i don't yeah, want something grab dude, my ankles that was the thing i noticed most i recently went to disneyland and i mean disneyland is basically an altar to disney animation and all the shows and rides and stuff disney is scary as fuck it is it, it is, ought to be though it is they don't... Pixar doesn't do that shit. No, Pixar doesn't do scary. This shit is like demonic stuff and Fantasia and like all these villains are truly terrifying. Have you, have you ever seen The Black Cauldron? Yeah, Ursula. Holy fuck. Little, I want to so bad. The Black Cauldron is, is right up your alley. I know, I really want to. It is dark to. Disney. That is not a happy movie. I know. <laughs> that, that, the I bad know. guy's a skull demon Fucking guy. Metal. It's so metal as <laughs> shit. It's, oh, it's like a metal cover turned into a movie. I'm that this weekend and do it. We'll have that plan while we do the risk game. <laughs> but uh, I think I think we've gone through this edition. We've gone through the list of the film section. We this is our first podcast. attempt at a film club segment. It was maybe it next was, time we'll pick a genre. It was yeah, really I would loose, love to do genre. But that's exactly what I expected it to be. Which is um, perfect. When we come back, we'll be able, uh, to to it. We'll have a little bit more uh, sophisticated approach. There we go. And um, when and when we <laughs> come back to this podcast, we're going to talk about food. Oh yeah. Oh yes. yes. The most sophisticated. And if you want to hear Mike second. Potter get passionate about something, and sound like a total self righteous prick, food is the subject. Yeah. I, uh, I wish I could prick. just make it's, you guys it's a ten, sandwich right now. Just it's, it's Tender Pod 2.0. Tender Pod 2.0. All right. <laughs> yeah, I got some reports about various chickens and various fast foods, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's, when we come back. Shit has changed. It's chicken the game time. That's changed. Come on. <laughs>
we are going to talk about my favorite topic, food mm. via DE Eats, another one of our top groups. It's our other other best group. Our other other best group. They're all good groups. They're, there's not a bad group well, in the DE universe. Food is what really brings people together, and you want to talk about like the real community elements of the group. Because, you know, um, I like to pretend uh, that I'm like, uh, you know, the, the, the Louie at the taxi driver, the boss, uh, the, the newsroom thing. But um, DE is not a workplace. It is actually just a club of ownership friends, etc., whatever you want to call it. And uh, It's the, a community the, of internet weirdos who found each other and yeah. talk about everything. And, 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 the, and the food is what brings us together, and that's what makes it kind of like the secret main feed. Yeah. Everybody, everybody can find something they enjoy in DE Eats, um, because we do. We talk about everything from my ri- my ridiculously complicated three hour meals to fast food. We have perfectly good. We have a professional cook in there. We yes. talk about it like it's a side group. It has Greg seventy Simpson. some members. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a really it's, good group. It's, it's, Greg it's, it's Simpson, a great member. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Anthony Reesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 that that guy is always up to something. Uh, is it Clint? I forget his name. He does the diner reviews. Oh. Excellent. Uh, oh no no no! That's that's Joe. Uh, Joe Flood. Joe Flood. Yeah, uh, diner, diners of, of Philadelphia is, is a great recurring segment that he does for us. And then um, uh, Chuck Graves does, uh, has some really great posts. Yeah. If you love, if you who doesn't love food in some way, talking um, about food, check out food. DE because they're again it is everything from fine dining to. My favorite new thing that's shown up on the McDonald's menu, right? Yeah, like we yeah. did, a, we did a McRib review when they brought the Mc, McRib. Yeah, and back. they were garbage, but they used to be great. Well, and yeah, that's a good uh, segue because one of my big passions is fast food and fast food culture. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah, McDonald's been doing some crazy shit. They did the triple meat breakfast sandwiches. They're still happening. I, I I have had it, one of those. It it's was intense. a it was a McDonald's <laughs> breakfast sandwich, it like but an $8 three times monstrosity. It it it's, will fill you up. It's uh, not too. I mean, it's it's probably four or five bucks. Yeah, I, I mean, know. three sausage well, they patties. They four for the regular one, so sure, yeah, I'll it's, go in. It's yeah, it's not it's much. not it's not too. Yeah, much I didn't like for the regular. It wouldn't. Yeah, my eyes didn't bulge okay. out of For a long time, my, my, my standard breakfast order at McDonald's was two sausage biscuits, two hash browns, and a medium Dr. Pepper with no ice. Oh, I've always man. been a, usually a number one guy. I like the regular egg muffin with uh, ham and a uh, hash brown and a large coffee. Well, the, <laughs> uh, the sausage and cheese muffin... That's a great is, ...is just the perfect little meat pie. Sausage egg and in, cheese In the same muffin. way that the uh, single... Uh, the, it, it, people don't get it. Or I, I don't ever see people buy it. The single McDonald's cheeseburger... Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah, that's that's. With, it's a, and you've it's a got buck. to have the ketchup and the onions and the mustard and the everything on there together. You they they, they skimp on the ketchup and that ruins it. You have to make sure. My standard McDonald's non-breakfast order was two one-dollar cheeseburgers, a medium fry, and a medium Dr Pepper with no ice. I like Dr Pepper, and I like potatoes. Um, but hold on, what's your favorite fast food breakfast? Let's jump into that. Oh, your, if your your favorite fast food breakfast order. Because then you get into realms of different um, different sandwiches and which ones are best. The Fast best sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit on the face of the earth, um, even on a bad day, goes to Hardee's. The Hardee's chicken bacon biscuit mm-hmm. in the morning. I'll get two of those. They're hash browns. 
and a oh, medium Dr. Pepper with no ice. That is my ideal breakfast start, Ooh. followed closely by Jack in the Box's um, Meat Lover's Breakfast Burrito, which has a great sauce in it. I don't know what you would call it other than a Jack sauce. Um, that is also great. How about you? Um, I mean, it'd probably be McDonald's. And it'd probably be either the number one or the number two that Casey was talking about. Uh, lately, uh, I was just a, I was in an airport at, at 6 a.m. and I got a McGriddle. Nice. Griddles are really tasty. They are like a magical thing, a decadent treat that just feels bad for you. Listen, and it's so good. There's a reason why McDonald's breakfast is like the most beloved thing. They've the food science behind it, it, the way they've done it, is so. There's not a bad thing on that breakfast Mm -hmm. menu, unless you're getting like the pancakes. Which why would you go to McDonald's? My mother gets the pancakes. They're delicious. They're fine, but they're just pancakes. Like. I don't know. I've never been to a place where I was like, well, these are the best pancakes. The pancakes. Well, those are all pancakes. All pancakes are pancakes. Yeah, pancakes are pancakes. It's syrup. <laughs> I love the maple syrup. And here is a bready thing to soak up the maple yeah. syrup and let me eat raw maple syrup. now they have the breakfast all day. They've had that in Indiana for Am I the only person that doesn't load their pancake up with too much damn syrup? Uh, I, I do guess. peanut butter and syrup. That's my waffles. I, I, I do it with waffles and I do a, I do waffles a, waffles and I do a ton of butter and just a little drizzle of syrup. Yeah, I don't like it to be like I don't want a puddle of syrup left over afterwards. I want a puddle of butter. Butter, I mean the butter is the thing. That's the topping. The syrup is like the extra. Butter and syrup together, it's perfect. But my favorite of those kind of breakfasts is French toast. Um, mm-hmm. by a oh, perfect. Shaft. Well, you but get protein. French toast, you get protein. It's yeah, good. French toast. Sometimes I do the powdered sugar approach, mm-hmm. but more often than not, I just do butter and syrup, and I have like a piece of sausage in every bite. Best with bacon. <laughs> Best with bacon. Bacon works too. Or, or the link, I'm more the of a sausage link, guy. Classic link guy. Fast, fast food aside, what is your favorite breakfast? Oh, the ideal well, breakfast. No, no, I, the, well, real quick, um, um, uh, before we move on from fast food, I want to oh, yeah. say that the best fast food sandwich, I, 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 best sausage goes to Hardee's, best biscuit goes to Hardee's, but the chicken biscuit at Chick-fil-A... Oh, buddy. As far as breakfast? Yeah, it's just it's just so healthy and good and, good. and wholesome and delicious. And, and, and you're, you get to go to Chick-fil-A, no, which is like a mis- mini and, Disneyland. And, 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 and yeah, I'm on a chicken kick and yada, yada, yada. And maybe that's a boring answer, but like, no, the biscuit, the buttermilk biscuit. Mm-hmm. The biscuit's where it's at. And the chicken breading. And and, and and it's a slightly smaller chick fl- chicken fillet yes, than the ones for their regular sandwich, so it fits inside the biscuit, and so it's a good proportion with the biscuit. And it's just it's it's it, and you put a little bit of mustard on it, or a little bit of hot sauce, or Ooh. you put a little bit of syrup on it. Oh, I... or syrup syrup is also fantastic. I will be the one hot person here to say that I think Chick Fil A is a little overrated. Oh, no, have you been to the Plainfield one? I live in Greenfield, no. Oh, you have to okay, The Plainfield Chick-fil-A it's is like a, a miniature vision of Disneyland. No, if you have a reason to drive there, it's, it's an hour drive. It's a vision like, of the future, they, I'm not kidding. They orchestrate a perfect experience for you every single time. Honestly, my favorite. It could be a 30-person line wait. You're going to have your food within five minutes. Every time. With a smile. Every they just, time. Wrapped, two lanes they wrapped just around the building. They just work it out. 
You will get your food, someone will run it to you, and you will pull out of the lane before you ever even see the window. I will readily admit part of this is the contrarian in me, and I'm, I'm irritated by how much everybody loves Chick-fil-A. That's that's part of my, my kickback. But also my problem with Chick-fil-A, and, and this is a personal thing, is like I like crunchy fried chicken. Mm-hmm. I want, and Chick-fil-A is a little softer mm-hmm. chicken. It, this is not to say that I do not like, I'm, I'm a human being with a mouth and taste buds. I like Chick-fil-A. I love to put the uh, Polynesian sauce on it. Can we do an chicken fucking segment, man? I would love to talk about chicken. Uh, okay, so first... No, no, I didn't have to stop you. No, 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 I'm with you. No, no, I'm with you. Let's start with uh, favorite Chick-fil-A meal. SB Chick-fil-A? Can we just say favorite chicken meal? Or whatever. Uh, well, uh, at Chick-fil-A, um, <laughs> no, no, you can get a great lunch if you just get the regular sandwich with the waffle mm-hmm. fries and a drink for $6. Yeah. Um, if you upgrade yes. to the deluxe... And add bacon. Oh, now you're in business. I like the spicy chicken. Deluxe oh, and if you make it no spicy, bacon. Oh, so spicy. And no, the spicy with, with pepper, bacon. The with, spicy with bacon is amazing. The pepper back, pepper jack cheese. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So here's lettuce, tomato. Some backstory that is important also to my general nah towards Chick Fil A is I worked at the food court at IPY which had a Chick Fil A so I had Chick Fil A sandwiches like oh, four yeah, or five days a week. Chick Fil A was my first fucking job and I ate there at least as much and it's what ingrained Chick Fil A into See, my DNA. This is this is my experience. This is why I don't work in food ever it was free anymore. Food. Is but th- this is like I did that. Red I worked at Red Lobster. I I. The only free food you had at Red Lobster was the cheddar bay biscuits, which everyone knows are fucking delicious. But I, ate so, I they were the only free food, so I would eat that like sucks. fifteen I, fucking biscuits a night. I can't tell. I worked at Papa John's, it used to be my favorite pizza place. I can't fucking stand Papa I John's hate now Papa John's. I've because I ate John's. like bad sauce, bad crust. I ate like three pizzas a fucking night. I, I overdid it. And Chick Fil A, I had too many spicy Chick Fil A sandwiches with the pickle. It was very tasty at first. I, I would. The spicy one, I don't add Polynesian. The normal one, I do add Polynesian. Nice. The Polynesian sauce is my favorite sauce oh, yeah. at Chick-fil-A. It's very good. So I like the Chick-fil-A sauce. I've, I, it's it was okay. mustard and barbecue. Yep. I, would, I would add that to the spicy. <laughs> Chick-fil-A fun. sauce is good on the spicy, yeah. spicy, but if you're getting the normal... I don't get any sauce on the spicy. I let it ride. Mm. I, I love sauces as a person, just like I love sauces. The regular, the regular not spicy Chick-fil-A breading is just perfect and delicious. And if you get the charboiled chicken sandwich, which is very good, it comes with a little packet of their honey barbecue oh. stuff. And it is like smoky and mm. gorgeous. We just talked about honey barbecue and how it's been kind of overplayed and people don't give enough <laughs> credit. You're fucking Hold on, listen, listen. It's, it's got, it, it, people like treat honey barbecue like it's meh, but honey barbecue is fucking delicious. Oh, it is. Like it is a, it's not spicy, which I think is part of like the, because, because of B-dubs has a honey barbecue, but there's been a whole movement in foodie culture. I like, spicy, 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 I like spicy. a little bit of a kick to it, but kick to my uh, honey barbecue. I like it with a little I smoke, have, a little spice. My, the bottle of barbecue sauce I have right now is Sweet Baby Ray's. Yes. Sweet and spicy. Great. And it it's is fantastic. honey barbecue that's spicy. So this it's was amazing. me not being contrained there. And this is me starting off sounding contrained, but saying everybody else is contrained. Honey barbecue is still delicious. That was yeah. a meta contrarian. I like that. Yes, meta contrarian. I am contrarian against the contrarian. So anyway, contrarian up your own ass. It's okay, but you go with chicken in general. Chicken in general, your favorite oh, fast Popeyes, food. Oh, Popeyes, man. Popeyes, Popeyes chicken strips are amazing. And that's all I ever get there. 
Well, they have a $5 uh, two-piece meal that can't be beat. <laughs> Get them spicy. I love the, the, the joke that the torture is is making people eat multiple Popeye's biscuits without anything to drink. Because <laughs> they are fucking... Their biscuits are... It's delicious, not, but they're yeah. dry as hell. I don't really do the... I kind of... You eat them I sometimes, with the really fucking greasy chicken. Yeah. I'll, That's I'll why eat. they're that dry. I've never I've never met a biscuit that I didn't like. I usually eat like half the biscuit. Here, here's the thing. Uh, there's only two varieties of chicken. At Popeyes, there's regular and spicy. Yeah, I was what they spicy. don't tell you is the regular is like the regular breading, and the spicy is the extra crispy. It's just also spicy, and they're just not making more than fucking two kinds of chicken. And oh, they're just spicy, and you get the mashed potatoes with the spicy gravy. Oh, it's and they have perfect. excellent sauces. They have a spicy mustard that's really good. They have a Louisiana style hot sauce. Yeah, good. they have like a weird ketchup. It's perfect <laughs> on chicken. It's the perfect chicken sauce. Popeyes isn't my favorite chicken, but I love spicy Popeyes. And then I just get the ranch. I oh, love yeah, dipping that spicy chicken in the ranch. Ranch, ranch is, is a, a great condiment. Fantastic condiment. Yeah. My favorite chicken is the shredded chicken burrito at Taco Bell. It's got ranch in it. The shredded chicken at Taco Bell is quality. That is my, that is, of the fast food I eat, that is number one. I'm telling you guys right now, I've posted about it in Eats. You go to Taco Bell, you get the chalupa dupe, as I call it, the double chalupa. It's my wife's favorite. You change it out, the beef for chicken. You add potatoes and nacho cheese. You make sure it's supreme so it has, you know, all the extra toppings. They only have the chalupa supreme. No lettuce. Yeah, no, Taco Bell lettuce is, is an abomination. It, is, it, it is, should never be on And food. it is a glorious Mexican pot pie from the, like, eighth level of heaven. It's glorious. My Taco Bell is, uh, lately, it's, uh, you get the, like, their, I forget what it's called, their equivalent of the crepe case of, like, ten tacos. That's and you spread it with yeah. your buns oh, while yeah. you're playing Magic the Gathering. Oh, <laughs> dude, I'm, a, I'm in. Next time you're doing that, let's do dude, it. Dude, Taco Bell breakfast. We were talking about breakfast earlier. Taco Bell is uh, underrated. I, no, no. Okay, well, Jim, I, if you want to have diarrhea... <laughs> no! No, it's glorious! Casey, make the case. Make no, the case. it's glo- First of all, the price. They know nobody's coming to eat their breakfast, so the prices are Donkey Kong. Yeah, they're already, like, the cheapest If you go yes. and you get the sausage burrito and the uh the the uh the uh the scramble bowl or whatever the, it's it's a dollar scramble bowl it's got eggs and potatoes and and and, and pico and de gallo and cheese and 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 you 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 just add it to this burrito and you have like a fucking boom <laughs> heavy burrito for 218 and uh oh, I mean, you don't have to combine them like I do. You can eat them separate, but it's like it's a pound of fucking food for two dollars, which, um, as far as breakfast goes, and and at least the one by my house is good. The thing that gets and, and there's never anyone in line. And McDonald's is a half an hour late. Yes, the thing McDonald's that gets me about Taco late. Bell breakfast is that they are missing the best Mexican breakfast in the world, and it's super cheap and easy to make. Fucking chilaquiles oh, yeah. are goddamn chilaquiles. It's just it's just nacho. It's 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 uh, tortilla chips yeah. in verde sauce with chicken and oh. cheese and egg on it. Well, it's, I wish they still had their verde sauce. They and got it, rid gets, of it. it gets you it can gets it gets the store. The the top of the chip is still crispy, oh, yeah. but the bottom that's scooped into the guts gets a little soft. So you just I want breakfast s- nachos. I can just it's it, that's what it is. It's breakfast nachos, and it is the Perfect. Okay, and it's the second best breakfast food. Sausage, biscuits, and gravy is the best breakfast food. I will not 
I cannot. Well, okay, no or it got me a Mexican pizza the way we did it up when we oh, watched yeah. Heat and had oh a grub up here. Well, that's when I learned about the And the it was like the most chicken. disgusting thing I've ever seen and probably tasted, but it was also perfect. It was perfect in every way. Chilaquiles are, I just, I had chilaquiles when I was in uh, Mexico and I cannot stop thinking about them. I can't. I've never been able to recreate it. I can, I can. Does I it make, have like breakfast stuff in it, like eggs? Yeah, yeah it's eggs and cheese and chicken and verde sauce. It is the perfect. Well, Mexican is the perfect food genre. It's yes. my favorite. It's, I, I, I make it all the time. It just, I've never been able to recreate. Like I make my. It's listen. good cold. It's good hot. It's good fresh. It's good three days later. It's good. My, my favorite. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, listen. I joke about being pretentious about food. I'm so I I have nixtamalized my own goddamn raw corn, ground it into maize to make my own tortillas. I'm very passionate about making Mexican food authentic. I still can't make good chilaquiles, and it breaks my heart. I will hopefully talk about can't. Well, the, real quick, there are two actual Mexican restaurants in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. At least there were. I think there's only one now because. Uh, the one on Washington closed down. Okay. But it was a place that specifically all day served uh, Mexican food, but like with Brexit, bre- breakfast ingredients. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one uh, in Broderickle that I, I went to when I lived on 36th Street in Meridian is uh, uh, called Biscuits. And you can get biscuits there with your Mexican food. And and it's it's this brilliant, brilliant place and uh, and and you should really go there. In the summer, I will take you guys to this place on East Washington Street, run by my. I'm gonna be pretentious and pretend failing that I'm, I'm good food. friends with totally Jennifer. Jennifer yeah, Delgadillo, but she runs a restaurant. She she works at a family restaurant called Plowley on East Washington Street. Their brunch, they only do brunch in the summer. Their brunch mm-hmm. is the thing that my mother-in-law who lives in Minnesota, every time she comes back to Indianapolis, she's like, we have to go back to Tlali and get their brunch because it, it they have Mexican French toast, which is done with that beautiful bread that they use on their, their sandwiches down there. Every single thing on that menu. You can you can just get the tamales, which they do a fantastic job. No, make tamales. tamales are a magical thing. And I live so close the to the tamale place. place. This is a legendary tamale place. And it's I've like on TV it. shows. Cloudy. Yeah, I've eaten oh there. It's like right down the street I from me. I love tamales and I've never been it's there. It's really good. I'm going there like uh, tomorrow. I, I have like $5. I'm going to go there. Tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sure you can get like two tamales. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what's great about tamales. Tamale is 100% authentic Mexican food the, the founder was born in Mexico and all that kind of stuff but unlike most tamale places they use olive oil instead of lard when making their tamales their tamales mm. are absolutely mm. delicious there's not a bad thing in the menu they do do great chilaquiles one of my favorite things is they have a poblano hash it's one of the sides I will fucking eat that until I die I had poblano soup today it was great Flowley is a place that you, if you're in Indianapolis, you have an opportunity to check if they do dinner. They recently expanded. They now have a dining area that's indoors. Go to Flowley. You will not regret it. It is one of the best restaurants in this city, and it is not expensive. Can you spell that? Because I can't make it. T-L-A-O-L-I, I believe. And I will tell you that indecipherable Spanish names are the best restaurants because there was a O-A-X... I see blood of like, yes. Val 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 on on MLK Street. Yes, I would go there, and <laughs> um, uh, uh, with Jenny, and we'd sit down, and they would bring you out a glass of fresh made pineapple juice, 
um, some neighborhood kids would come in and on a cell phone play hip-hop music and rap along with it um, while you wait for your food. Um, out comes the like most home-style Mexican food that you've ever eaten in your entire life, like made by people who I very much hope are still in the country, you know, uh, because I believe that restaurant closed down. But I hope it didn't. I, it's a great place on MLK. Uh, uh, go there. Eat. It's brilliant. Um, uh, uh, impronounceable uh, Spanish names. Good sign. Um, but earlier, Mike, I'm sorry if I'm stepping yeah, on what you yeah, were saying. Yeah, Did you ask what our favorite bre breakfast Breakfast item was? food in general. Well, okay. Well, uh, undeniably, I'm very sorry, but uh, uh, undeniably, biscuits and gravy. Same. And, and Thank you. Okay, about, we have a consensus. I, I want to talk about the great tragedy. <laughs> I mean, I've been waiting to say it. <laughs> I want to talk about the great tragedy um, that's happening right now in Indiana. Um, you have a lot of uh, great old chefs, uh, great old moms, great old dads, who made great old um, biscuit and gravy recipes, who have retired, who have stopped cooking, who have died, who have gotten too ill, who, you know, just so many things. Um, the, 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 there was a legendary diner by where my dad lives right now that had a legendary, legendary, legendary um, uh, recipe for biscuits and gravy that um, that man retired and uh, where it went didn't keep going. Um, and, uh, and you go out to the Clayton Cafe and they have a brilliant, wonderful biscuit and gravy. It's not old style though, you know, it's, it's new style. And, and, but, uh, but, but uh, I, I, I'm getting there. Um, you cannot, like you and and, and 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 it's really demonstrated by the cultural trail that went by Pepe's and killed it on Fountain Square, where you had one uh, one of the most legendary biscuits and gravies that like now tastes like it, at least. I'm sorry, I shouldn't speak ill. It actually the last time I had it was it was better. I'm sorry. It's a it's a great Indianapolis establishment, but damned if if something changed and mm. and it's uh, you actually have to go to like hipster establishments to get good. Biscuits and gravy now, and not like these yeah. old timey establishments, and 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 I I feel weird saying that, but but here's the thing, Clayton Cafe, like uh, that that's like a weird exception where the, there's like good like hipster style uh, biscuits and gravy happen there now, and but it's an old time place, and it's like this weird cognitive dissonance. The there. best breakfast I've ever had was uh, in Little Rock a few months ago. It was. Uh, Biscuits and gravy. It was at this little like corner place in like their hipster yeah. street. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and it was biscuits and gravy with like two fried eggs. Oh, that's the best way on to do top it. With cheese, right? With two giant pieces of fried chicken on it. Oh my god! And it was the best gravy, the best biscuits, and the best. That makes me want to go chicken. to Charlie Brown's just to inside the loop. That was so bad, and get something similar to that. So I should clarify, and I do, I should know this, but I don't know if it's a regional dish or whatever. But when I say biscuits and gravy, what I really mean is sausage biscuits and oh, gravy. Oh yes, yeah. of course. There's this was a ham gravy, by the way. Yeah. A ham gravy. Interesting. Mm -hmm. My best breakfast is my grandfather, God rest his soul, and it's a unique thing about my family. I think we all he loved celery salt. And he put it in everything. Mm, so he put it in his... That's in a his, fun flavor. He put it in his sausage biscuits and gravy. Oh. Sausage biscuits and gravy. 
There was a joke at my at, at my old workplace because we would go out to breakfast sometimes afterwards because I did the morning show about how fast I can polish off a like platter of like I could do it in under two minutes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Sausage biscuits. My, I, I, and gravy. You can't stop yesterday. me. You can't stop me. Carly makes excellent sausage gravy. Fabulous. If there, it is, she she puts straight cayenne. Um, in it. I mean, it has Carly. A, it has is a fabulous old style. Um, I, I don't. I don't Calories know to guess where she comes from. The Southern she Indiana is. style cook. It is. It is. It's like I had her beef and noodle. That's the test. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sorry. I hate to gush too much, but that's the test because every beef and noodle that is lame, that is mediocre, that you've ever had, and then you have a good beef and noodle. Like, oh, and that, that's how you know. What, like typical Midwestern cook, even though she's not Midwestern. She's from Arizona, right? Uh, mm. But in that she has like well, that's all. That's she has. Well, I'm like, sure they have beef and noodle out there too. She has like five or six slam dunks, and she makes them all the time. And that's these are just good. the five good. five things that we just eat every month, mm-hmm. and it's and it's awesome. Sausage biscuits. I feel like it's Midwestern. To me, or maybe it's everywhere. That's a great, and then you you swap them out every now and then. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's just how you that do was it. the most cat-like thing I've ever seen a cat do. <laughs> like, fuck these uh, crackers. Yeah. <laughs> um, Casey's cat just knocked his crackers off the table. Yeah, this but, is the eat segment. I'm having a cracker. Okay, guys. So, so discuss, we were talking about food as a cultural experience and how emotional food is. Mm-hmm. So, every other year we would we would. My mom's from Maryland, and so every other year we would drive out to Maryland for Christmas. And Christmas morning to me is three things. Presents, stockings, and sausage biscuits and gravy. Nice. If I don't have sausage biscuits and gravy, it's not fucking Christmas. No, uh, we, we try to have cinnamon rolls. Yeah. We, we, so my mom, my, my mom makes a huge spread. And we'll have cinnamon rolls. But for me, it is as many biscuits as I can eat. And I eat so much sausage biscuits and gravy. And I know it's going to feel like shit. I eat until I'm sick. And then I lay on the floor... There are two foods that I overeat on. And knowingly overeat. And knowingly overeat. One is biscuits and gravy. The second is gringo style Tuesday night tacos Mm -hmm. with fucking ground beef and cumin. Tex-Mex. It's Tex-Mex. It's its own specific genre of food. I call them gringo tacos. It deserves its own honor. It's much maligned. It's a better name. Gringo tacos. With sour cream and shit. And when we do that, I smash a lot of fucking tacos. There's, there's and no... obviously, I live in Little Mexico area of Indianapolis. I'm surrounded by amazing Mexican food, and I love it, and I prefer I it. I love really. it when you post pictures but, of it. It's the most beautiful thing. But I can smash some gringo tacos, bro. Listen, tacos are the perfect food. I So long as you put care into them, there's, there's no bad taco. I love Tex-Mex ground beef, but I also am it's a, a fucking... Tortilla, it's a tortilla... Carrier for meats and shit. The, the like American version of that. Going back to uh, at the beginning of the podcast, uh, the, the, the 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 and actually you can uh, even even without the cheese, the McDonald's hamburger or cheeseburger. It's it's the like perfect little meat pie. The the taco is the perfect little meat container with like a little bit of uh, you know a little pizzazz like, on top with some pizzazz, some so hopefully some tomato. Hopefully some uh, or just some, some onion. onion and cilantro. And Let's cilantro. just do it raw. I gotta have tomato. I gotta have tomato. So we know Casey wants to introduce everybody 
to his meatloaf sandwich. That oh. is Casey's specialty, right? Yeah, I, I was I was almost ashamed I didn't make it for tonight. Yeah, but your, I could make it. For I want to try it. That's your slam dunk. I want to make you guys tacos, Mike style tacos. Darren, what is your food that you would want to introduce? To um, us? I'm going to take you to uh, the taco place by my house. All right. Yeah. So like I, your your Iron Chef. Oh best, no, no, best, no. Uh, okay, no, I'm talking home cooking. I'm talking home cooking. All right. Here's what I fucking make: the best goddamn cold cut sandwich. I'll do possible. it. Let's I do am it. a sandwich master. Nice. I have practiced for years. My styles are somewhat unconventional, but still homely. That's what it is. And you be. will love this sandwich. It will have textures. It will have layers of flavor. Oh. And it will be good. Have you ever seen the Alton Brown episode on making a sandwich? Probably, it's like an engineering feat. I'll probably pair it with a drink. It may or may not be alcoholic. Maybe it'll be... You know, soda pop. some little soda pop supposed to go with this sandwich. Yeah. So, we haven't discussed this before, but I'm going to pause it here live on the podcast, gentlemen. For our next coffee. I'm three... oh, sorry. Sorry. No. Coffee with a tuna melt. Oh. Dunsies. That's a work. That's a. It's a working man sandwich. <laughs> yep. I, you gonna... want the bitterness and the, and the sweetness. Oh, shit. And the nuttiness. Shit on a slap or whatever they call it. Where you mix tuna fish and mayo, pop it in the fucking microwave, and put it on your sandwich. It's the cheapest work lunch you can take if you're a dick and microwave things in the work microwave. You microwave fish in the work microwave. But it's great. I was just going to say, I, I pause it live. So, for the foreseeable future, I think we're going to be doing little pop culture nuggets. I posit that for each of our next three episodes, each of us should make. So, maybe next one we'll have the meatloaf. Then we'll have your Dagwood, and then we'll have my tacos. I love and it. We'll talk about it. I love right? it. Don't get your. It's not a Dagwood. It's a sandwich. We'll have Theron's cold cut sandwich. Jesus. No, we'll have Theron's uh, Parham sandwich. The Parham sandwich. This Parham is special. my midnight sandwich. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out all the stops <laughs> for this. The Parham this is not a dinner sandwich. sandwich. This That's is a, a great episode sandwich. name for, for when we do that. The Parham <laughs> episode. Uh, just midnight the Midnight Sandwich. sandwich. The midnight sandwich. <laughs> so that's what we will do moving forward. This has been a 30-minute each episode. I think we should wrap it up uh, here, best, gentlemen. Uh, best strips. Best chicken strips? Mm-hmm. All right, go. Oh, God. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Uh, I, I'm never pleased with any fast food strips anymore. And honestly, Mike. I'm not pleased with strips generally. Mike. Uh, Popeye's. Okay. Go to rallies, get the wings. Best fries. Oh, uh, waffle fries. Uh, or they brought back curly fries at, at Hardee's. I like uh, Arby's curly fries. Oh, those are also solid. Honestly, McDonald's fries. If they're hot and salty, I will, I will smash a Wendy's whole extra large. Wendy's fries beat McDonald's fries. Wait, Boom! But they have to be perfect. They have to be perfect and fresh. They cannot be. There is nothing easier to fuck up than a Wendy's fry. A uh, McDonald's fry. That's easier to fuck up. That's why I'm done with them. All right, and final. Uh, favorite fast food burger. Burger. Okay. Um. Like, just, just, just like, straight just burger. Or just, like, a oh. Fast food burger. Or any burger. Any burger. Okay, any burger. Fast food you burger. Any favorite burger. Buttery Jack Burger at, 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 at uh, Jack in the Box. Okay, interesting choice. Um, I love that tang. I was lucky enough to have it in and out recently. It's in and out for me. But, like, locally, 
I can smash the Big Mac at McDonald's, my favorite place. <laughs> um, go to Culver's and you get the Ooh, Culver's has Culver's a great burger. So does so you state. get the double bacon cheeseburger at Culver's with just ketchup, mm. mayonnaise. Um, I get it with the Thousand Island. Mm, that's solid. That's <laughs> solid. Um, uh, and maybe ah, pickle spoils it. And uh, and and you have to get fries and, and a drink, of course. Can, they serve like sides of cheese now too, so you can do the fries oh, yeah, and the cheese thing. It's pretty nice. I want to be clear about something. Yeah, I love Theron. He's a very good friend of mine. If you told me the only way I would ever have another steak and shake Frisco melt was to stab Theron in the stomach, it would be a difficult choice. Yeah, uh, the, I the steak been... and shake Frisco melt is one of my. Favorite foods of oh all time. God. I don't uh, want it's to. It's a perfect sandwich. It'd be it is a more than I can count on my fingers the times that I've grubhubbed a Frisco belt to my house. I have very <laughs> frequently gone to Steak and Shake and gotten, and it's obscenely expensive. Get one. I'll get three Frisco belts. <laughs> I, one is enough. No, it, you no get, I will fuck myself. You, up. <laughs> I will ruin my life. <laughs> For Frisco melts, I will get, I will shit blood for Frisco melts. If you wanna, if you wanna really enjoy a, a Frisco melt and shit blood, get it with a chili mac. Oh, that's a good combo. Their chili is so good. No fries. You don't need fries if you get the chili mac with it. It's Steak, great. Uh, just an aside. Steak and Shake is my favorite diner. There's no comparison to anything else. Uh, there's, I live unfortunately close to one. Oh, uh, Waffle House. So uh, be, Waffle House beats. Well, I live online. very close to Waffle House nope. too. Nope. nope. I live in a nice area. Frisco melt. <laughs> Or for, for food. If I've had too many Frisco melts recently, uh, the classic, I, I will eat steak and shake hands. And, and again, this is talking about that. Their shakes rock too. The connection of food to memory and life. Mm-hmm. Steak and shake is where I hung out in high school. So yeah, you yeah, go to Denny's. Me too. We two in to... the morning, I'm there in the summer Dude, fucking up Frisco melts and chili balls. That near me sucks. It oh, well, that, that'll, do, that'll do it but for I you. But I tell you what, when I worked there for years, um, I would charge myself for, for a, a regular uh, a Frisco melt, but instead of uh, beef patties, I would have the spicy chicken patty Ooh. in there. With all the, rest, the same shit? With all the other same shit. Same cheeses, the same the sauces sauce. and all that. We do. Bread. Oh, that was, that was my specialty. And I would get that with a Chili Mac. We're, You're right, though. Culver's is a great burger. We're over oh, yeah. two hours now, so we really do need to wrap up soon. But I gotta say, my most embarrassing restaurant experience. Uh-huh. Um, so when I was 19, I worked construction. I was working six days a week, 10 hours a day, $10 an hour under the table. I I, didn't want, I was living with my parents. I had, uh-huh. I had no bills. I was just, it was $600 a week. I had more money than I knew what to do with. I'm so embarrassed about it. Went you to steak and sh- a lot of it on Oh, yeah, yeah. I used went, to do Went that. to Steak and Shake. There was this gorgeous girl from high school named oh, Dor- Dario. She worked there? She worked in there. In the cute little outfit? Ooh. This, this dumb motherfucker, and you're allowed to laugh at me, everyone mock me, left, left a $100 tip <laughs> on a Frisco Melt Hey! I was just like, please give me... Dario did not give me her number. No, but she no. took that hundred bucks. Dariel's a wonderful woman. I'm glad you got $100 out of me, Dariel. That is my... I love steak. Oh man, that's so. We all have embarrassing steak and shake. Oh sure. Because of our adolescence, there. That's the great part about it. That's a great way to. Used to be able to smoke and steak and shake. Used to be able to. They they got that. That that wasn't my thing. I started smoking when I was fifteen because I worked at Golden Golden Crown. Was the only way. Oh, Golden Crown. The only way to get a break because they smoked. We could we 
when I like turned eighteen and first started smoking cigarettes, me and my buddy would go drink coffee there and talk about theology. <laughs> Listen, Golden Crow is a perfect restaurant for teenage boys who have no so taste good. in food and have bottomless oh, stomachs. No, I'm perfect. talking about steak and shake. You can get unlimited steak and Golden Crow. That's perfect. But yeah, I think we were talking about theology as steak, as steak and shake for sure. That's, that's where Casey, we're wrap us up here, buddy. Uh, well, before we f- finish a discussion on the cheeseburger, <laughs> you have to mention the deep, dark craving I have for a McDonald's double cheeseburger. Very Classic. Classic. Like, nice like, like a heroin addict, every moment of my life. It never leaves me. It's always by my I'll side. never turn Dip that shit in honey mustard. Oh, I will never turn that down. It just has to have enough ketchup and pickles. It has to have enough ketchup. But anyhow, um, God, this this is going late, and I can feel the listener at home has already turned out or is uh, <laughs> uh, falling asleep. Or Only the most diehard listener stayed this for two hours of us blowing. This is why we're going to put minutes on, yes. on the. Yes. Well, and that's thing. why so the, you can the only crazy news sport. You can just listen to one segment if you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyhow, um, thanks everybody for. Coming and joining us. Um, I wanted to do way more of a promo. On, what are we doing next? On the rebooted um, uh, God theology blog is now um, oh. Godot in route. Godot in route, which is just a general philosophy and theology blog. I love that name. Um, uh, go join there. Talk about. Just it wasn't how as good as Deity. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, Deity. Divinity. That was that was Marks. That was a good one. Yeah. Deity. But no, we, we were trying to open it up to general philosophy. Um, uh, uh, I forgot about the mission. I forgot about local. Um, you know. Uh, uh, um, no, remember we did the promo at the end of the first segment. Are we doing the next segment? Record. No, no, I'm, I'm, do, uh, just, I'm sorry. Are we uh, doing but, another segment? Uh, I, no, but the sun has, okay, but the, um, uh, uh, we're gonna try to expand uh, local more. Uh, we get, we got a lot of different uh, fingers in a lot of different pies. We have some shit we could talk about in the future. Um, yeah, the, uh, like um, I, I I I was in retreat and now it's it's time to get back to business, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you all uh, for joining us. It's it's been a good week actually. It's been a fantastic week yeah. out uh, on uh, uh, out on DE, and I look forward to another great week with you. And uh, and you can hear back from us uh, when we're done. And Mike and I are probably gonna have a talk about how I can be more quick on these fucking sign-offs, and I'm done. <laughs> All right. Uh, see you in the funny papers. Yeah. See you in the funny papers. Love y'all. Thanks for remembering for me. Have a good one.